Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and our top 10 favorite candy cane flavors. Uh, none. Throw it all in the trash. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly, Hi. Brad Polly, And together we are the Inglorious Pastors. Yeah. Uh, announcements we dropped a Christmas playlist on Spotify and GloriousPastors.com slash Christmas. You can get the link to that bad boy. Um, and also, we are recording our 100th episode in one month. Yeah, we're rapidly approaching that. Yes. So uh, go to Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast for the pinned message on there. Uh, for more details and RSVP, it's going to be lit. We have our breathalyzer ready. <laughs> We're ready to go. Are we doing that at the end of this? Oh, yeah. sure. Might okay. well. yeah, we might, we yeah. might as well do it. I'm going to register. I'm just going to tell you. I'm right. going to register too. Neither, none of us are leaving this house. Yes. I'm a, I'm t- <laughs> I tested it before the show. I was 0.0. I am a large 10% beer into the yeah. evening. And I've got another uh, another one in uh, yeah. on the way. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go right into it. Let's not mess around. Hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some fluid. So, hey, hey, what are you drinking now? Woohoo! <laughs> this round is on Dr. Andy Nixon, aka Dan Summers. The man with the man AKA, with two different names. The man with, that's not even his real the man name. With a number of names. He's got dozens uh, he's of some names. fuzzy little foreigner. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's foreign. He's totally foreign. Yeah. Well, he's Romanian. Was he, was he born? He's from there? Romania. Well, yeah, you dumb shit. Was Do he you born? know his name? Do you know his real name? I know his real it's name. Definitely not American. I well I he wasn't born in Akron, you dumbass. He might have been born in Akron and just came. <laughs> Came to the, the the great state of wherever he's at. He's, he's he in lives wit- in Illinois. He's in witness protection. That's where he's <laughs> That's at. That's right. Dan, I love you long, Tim. He's, Tim on and the, I have been, he's on the run from the whatever the Romanian version is of the KGB. Yeah, he's in a, sent us some K- money for beer. I think it was beer. the KGB. Well, it was at, the, at yeah. one time. Yeah. I don't know if it is now, but... He sent us some money from beer, and we got an exclusive, exclusive uh, couple of bottles oh, of... God, it's good. Taxman Holiday, Tax Holiday. Dude, that is the best brewery in Indiana. Don't yeah. even yep. fucking at me. Yeah, it is. That. It really is. Like they, they just, just exceptional beers, top to bottom. Yep. It's bottle conditioned. It's a Belgian style dark air, ale brewed with honey. <laughs> dark and, air. Dark air. And it's brewed with honey from uh, our from where we yes, live. From like in Martinsville. Yep. So my brothers actually two of them worked at that it uh, is honey farm. Just God, it's fantastic. Yeah. I drink we, a, we had brunch there the other day with Monk and uh tax fans. The FMs. The Flynn McCormick's and yep. it, they just don't they don't make a and damn the, bad beer, food, man. You got to get there because the food is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty insane. So I literally after you guys went and I couldn't go because I was working, uh, I took my wife on a date. We drove there, closed. Uh, they had closed for a private event. Of course. Oh, I was like did. we have gone three like, there three times. First time we just changed our mind. Second time I forgot my ID, uh, and then third, very third time, on brand yeah, for you, buddy. Third time uh, they were closed, so that's my life up until now. Um, yeah. So Dan, this is a really good beer. It's insane. Yeah. I, Th- thank you very much. Like it might be a top ten beer. I think I had it at the brewery last year. It's, it's it is. It's ju- just they good. only put it out for Christmas. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Um, like you get just enough of the honey. 
Yeah, it's, like it's not overwhelming. Mm. You just get just a hint of it's it. Buckwheat honey, and it mixes so well with the dark ale. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's fantastic. Yep. It's it's a it's the best beer I've had all year. It's it's good. Say, didn't yeah, you say good. that last week? Yeah, you might something? have. This is better than that one. Pretty sure you did. <laughs> All right, what else do we have? We have We're another one, to the close of the which year. is a really bad idea. But this is a dose beer from Clown Shoes Brewery. Clown Shoes? <laughs> nope. Doesn't work. Ips. Ipswich. Ips England. No, Wait, is it? Um, M A. What's M A? Massachusetts. <laughs> I don't know my postal codes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Is it not good, buddy? No, it's very. It's a, it's, it's, their, it it's their pecan pie porter. Um, it is on board with the pecan. Damn, that's good. I can taste the crust. God, that is. Yeah, you can smell like, the crust. Like God, you can. Yeah. I well, know these that. kinds of beers aren't for everybody. Like these are dark, dark. It's beers. not. It's not. But over, if you like a dark beer, if you're in the mood for like. This is a, f- a fantastic like evening beer, winter beer. Like, like if good, you're just yeah. in the mood for something sweet, dark, whatever. And, God, yeah. it's really, really good. Yeah, but I don't. I beers. don't get a ton of pecan. Like it, there's enough there. It's there, but it's, it's not. It's not, a it's not like it's not no. a. It's not super, super sweet. No. But I would tell you, you throw a scoop of vanilla ice cream in that. Oh, shit. shit, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Oh, I'm hard just thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Like that's, I've got a. I've got the stiffening going on yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Polly too. The stiffening. <laughs> um. So Dan, I, so I tried to like get out of him what we he wanted us to talk about. He refused to give us any information. Uh, he said because he's a very private individual. Um, his social security number is. <laughs> No. Um, well, he has 12 names, so yes, I, I imagine yes. he's a private yeah, individual. He is under witness protection. Um, so he sells boner pills to old men, much like uh, much like Bojangles himself. <laughs> I don't think he sells them. He just is he a just distributor. Puts, he just he just puts them in bottles for yes. people. He he's a, he's, a, he's Bojangles distributor. He yes. Is. Yeah. He's the middleman between us and Bojangles. So, I, I, so I, <laughs> so I need some boner pills. I talk to Andrus, and then Andrus gives them to, to, to Dan. Dan gives them to us. Yeah. The boner pill middleman. Yes. Um, so ironically, so I asked him for a couple of ideas. Um, he was going to send us lyrics. He never sent them to us. But earlier he stated that he, we sh- he wanted us to all talk about our favorite Bojangle memory. <laughs> So I have no idea why he wanted us to do that, but let's let's. I don't know. I've I yeah I don't know. I, I mean, you don't have any favorite Bojangle memories. I I, I think my favorite thing of him when, when he was here. I think it was the episode where you weren't here, Michael. Yeah, you were in Canada. Fuck to, you guys. No, it's what he said to he said to Matt. He was like in the middle of a rant about something, and he saw Matt hashtag yeah. something. You write your hashtag, you little bitch, and then he just kept going. Yeah. That was probably my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's probably I think I was mine. there for that one. No, no, I, no, it was. I'm pretty sure it was the episode. <laughs> it was the hell episode. You were gone. Yeah, I, I, I listened to it. It felt like I was there. <laughs> you definitely were because it went smoothly. So my favorite, my favorite, it flowed well. Fuck you. Uh, my favorite Bojangles memory is whenever I first met him and he had no fucking idea who I was. And I knew who he was because I still just doesn't, finished his probably. book. Now he doesn't know me. My favorite's like, I, I was at a wedding for one of my, the kids in my youth group at the time. Yeah. But she wasn't at the time, but previous in my youth group. Yeah. And he, his wife is from my, that first church I was in. Oh, yeah. And so 
he was there, and I was like sort of only vaguely aware of who he was. Brandon Andrews and of Unearthed. And he, <laughs> what the fuck? And no, this was before Unearthed, I think. Oh, like, God, he, we need to have him back. I miss him so much. It's been much. a minute, yeah. yeah. He, uh, and like he was, like we just had this great conversation, like we knew each other forever. And I was like, I don't really know who you are, even, but yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. You know, Brandon is one of those people that just makes me want to be a better person. Yeah, which, which, is, why, which around, is why, like, I hate him half the time. Well, like, I know, but like, you're around yeah, him, no, and you're like, yeah, yeah, like, I, I just kind of want to be a better version of myself, just being around him. Yeah, yeah he's a good dude. My motto is, uh, uh hey, Bojangles, uh, what would Brandon tweet? WBT. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Then I ignore it and tweet whatever the fuck. I <laughs> yeah. So then you ignore it and then yeah. rip Trump's ass. Yeah. I, I, I erase Twitter again. I, I know that's a <laughs> huge fucking shock to everyone. Bingo. I, I somebody just got. I tweeted something super angry. I'm just like, God, I can't fucking do this. Uh, like, yeah. I any uh, yeah. I just I had to do it. So I'm ironically, you have the most Twitter followers out of the three of us, which is funny because I'm hard. I'm yes, never you're on barely there. on. Yeah. People just want to see whenever Brad comes it out is. on it's the like third a, it's day. It's like a thing now. Yeah. yeah. On the third day, Brad right, Brad's resurrected the, Twitter account. Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I do. All right, this round is on uh, Dr. Andy Nixon, Dan <laughs> Summers, um, whatever the fuck his real name is. If you'd like to, uh, <laughs> Vladimir Putin himself. <laughs> uh, if you, he's in the pub, Vladimir Putin. If you, he probably actually is. Um, if you'd like to buy us around, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/PastorsPodcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, and at any uh, level, um, you will be able to access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group. Where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. It's awesome. We yeah. are adding a, a, another um, mm. secret. We're not going to tell announcement on yep. for a live event. We're going to we're going to have a new, uh, new spinoff bonus, podcast. New bonus, new bonus content, content coming. Yep. Uh, to be announced at the live event. So be there. It's new pics of me. Spoiler alert. Dick pics of Matt. <laughs> yep. It's glorious. <laughs> Matt's dick pics too. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> yes. Uh, things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, John Noy's uh, Noy. Yeah. Noy? Yeah. Uh, uh, his Lego City. Dude, it's fucking. He's unreal. So cool, man. The dude is like Crazy. a Lego Lego magician. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it's so like awesome. when we say city. Yeah. It's a city. It is a legit city. He's like <laughs> one of the benefits of being single. Also, probably mm. another reason I am single. It's yeah, pretty amazing. Also, awesome. generally good dude. I yeah. I would love to get to Atlanta with my nine year old who loves Legos. Yeah, like he would. Just, I think my so he my fourteen he'd lose his shit. My fourteen year old loved Legos. Like we, he was a big Lego guy. Yeah. I think he would love it too. So, yep. I saw his closet of Legos and some picture he sent. Crazy, yeah, awesome, it's nuts. I'm jelly. Yep. Um. Also, an Oklahoma turd holiday meeting. Yeah, meet so, so cool, man. man. So yep. so cool. Uh, there was a turd meetup at Taxman, which we discussed mm-hmm. already. Uh, eggnog for it against it. I, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had eggnog. it's a it's a thickness thing for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like to drink pudding. Same, yeah, and it's basically a step below pudding. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's not a like I like the flavor. I just. Yeah, I don't Michael, like I don't Michael. like thick things in my mouth. So okay, never mind. That ruined my joke. Never there mind. There it is. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. I like drinking custard. It's pretty good. It's similar to uh, to eggnog. <laughs> Why would you want to drink? Yeah, I see. I'm not a big pudding guy either. Yeah, like I like oh, the taste I, I of can, pudding. I can eat pudding. every once in a blue moon. I can eat pudding. Butterscotch. 
I do oh, like yeah, yeah. butterscotch. Oh, I have to be in the right mood for it, but Jeez. it's just a texture thing. I'm a weird texture guy. I'm okay with the texture, but I mean, like, fuck, there's something about drinking a glass of like yeah. super thick mm-hmm. liquid. We need to just, we need to do that for like it's a like drinking night. like it's something that's just a step below Vaseline. Kath- like, no. Kathleen Falsani, that's what we should do. We should do a, a, a mixed drink of eggnog and and some Southern Comfort or something terrible. <laughs> God, you and your southern. We have comfort. southern comfort in the in the pastor's liquor I cabinet. Do, I know that's we all have you very drink. extensive pastor's liquor cabinet. Yeah. I'm yes. actually due up for the next. Uh, yeah, we missed November. By yeah, the way, ought um, to be up well, for the we next. Have so many drinks. I'll be up next for. Are you I'll up do, next? Yeah, I thought you already turn. did one. I did, but I was the first one. We've uh, all done one. And then yours uh, was the one that's whatever that shit was. Curdled. Uh, like, yeah. nope, take the Terrible. milk out of it. Well, we need to do an eggnog one for before Christmas slips away. I'm not doing eggnog. All right, I'm going to do it. I'll just bring my own damn eggnog. You guys can <laughs> sip Michael on whatever the fuck you want. I'll a carton of eggnog. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty, um, pretty on brand for him, probably. It really would. Uh, bananas, uh, the <laughs> atheist nightmare. Oh yeah! So somebody posted the, the there's like a track God, of it. Now. I saw that video Ray years Comfort. ago when I had just you, started when I had just started deconstructing. I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, like the best YouTube comment though was somebody was like, sort of like coconuts proof that that God hates us. Like yeah. I don't like what's the logic here? Like, did, so, you guys, did, you guys, did you guys know a follow up? Did you guys? Uh, Billy converted to Christianity because of that. He yeah, did. Yeah. I think yeah. Billy yeah. Patterson, yeah. name drop. The atheist he, nightmare. The only was, reason he listens because we mentioned him every, every goddamn week. week. Now Billy is the atheist nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, He's I want, just a music nightmare. I want to read. I want to read for our listeners how terrible this banana, the atheist nightmare, is. So number one, there are ten reasons why. Number one, uh, it is shaped like the shaped for the human hand. So is the dick. Uh, number two. <laughs> Uh, has a non-slip surface. My dick is so, the does the so does the dick. Uh, number three has an outward indicators for inward contents. So does the dick. Same. Number four has a tab for removal of the wrapper. I uh, don't really have that, but there's a tab for sure. Uh, number five, um, perforated uh, on the wrapper. If it's perforated, you're doing it wrong. Uh, number six, or you're doing it uh, right, just a little too vigorous. The banana has <laughs> a wrapper that is biodegradable. Yeah, same. Um, number seven, it's shaped for the human mouth. <laughs> you just, you just, it's, it's, it's just too obvious. Got, it's too okay. easy. If you if you haven't seen this video, it's let's, too dear easy, listeners, man. Number eight, please uh, do yourself. It is not a parody video. It, no, is, it is real. real. It's Ray. It's Ray, Ray Comfort. Comfort and fucking Kurt Cameron. Deep throating bananas. Kurt Cameron with a shit eating grin on his face, just sitting there while Ray Comfort freaking deep throats a banana, going, "This is why the atheists are stupid." It is the greatest YouTube video ever. Um, number eight uh, has a point. At the top for ease of entry. <laughs> you just you just can't even make it up. You can't even hashtag it. Number I feel like I need to just bleep this whole thing. Number, nah, number nine is pleasing to the taste buds. It's salty. <laughs> A little salty. And you, gotta, you gotta eat some pineapple first, though. And number ten, <laughs> number ten, curved towards the face to make the eating process easy. Uh, fantasy football update: Adam Pulley is now number oh, one. I'm out of the playoffs. Uh, I'm however, down to number. I'm however, 
I beat yeah. Adam Poley this yeah. week like a drum. No, Adam Poley is not number one. I don't. I forgot to edit that. It's, and uh, fun it's, fact, uh, Michael. Daniel now, of course, that Michael got screwed out of the playoffs. He's like, we're going to change the format next year. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've you. said that all along. <laughs> You, Michael. I've said that all along. Uh, Dan Anstead is, I believe, number one. I've said that all along in quotes. Um, This is great. 24 team leagues are great. No, it's shit. And then when you get screwed out of the playoffs, we're going to change it next year. No, we are going to change it next year. Yeah, I'm sure we are. We are. I've said that all fucking along. You guys can eat a dick. It's getting so defensive. Uh, Brian O'Dean uh, to beat See, wait, me. Wait, that's when you know that he knows I'm right. You guys have no idea how much fun it is for Brad and I. We know every button to push for him. Oh, I'm not even mad. You guys are just idiots. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt finished at number nine. Brad landed that's at 13th. I, I was consistent all year. I was like, God, I, went, I had the weirdest season. I, went, I started one and five. I, I lost. I, I started at one and zero. Oh, lost five in a row. Mm-hmm. Won five in a row and then lost my last two. Weirdest yeah. season ever. I was consi- I was like ninth or tenth just all year bizarre, long. I was, man. I was consistent. I just couldn't. couldn't it put was it together. just weird. The whole thing um, was weird. Jason Sampson is currently twenty uh, fourth. Nope. Jacob Jacobson. Jake, Jacob. I even has. It even says Jacob right Jason. on here. It even says goddamn Jacob Sampson <laughs> right here. Don't kill me, freaky Jason. Um, <laughs> Jason Sampson. <laughs> uh, okay, those in the playoffs are uh, Emirate Spites. Um, Haley Shop. Who didn't do shit for like three weeks? Adam, what are you doing? She ever logged the playoffs in. And she didn't log in for three weeks. What do you That do? is an unbelievable it's level of bullshit. <laughs> Adam I'm totally here for it. Like, we know uh, you, oh, had, you had a kid and everything. She hasn't but logged in and she has a player who's been on the R- IR for <laughs> at least two or three weeks. Still. Jesus. Uh, what a dumb this why, thing. This is why, why fantasy <laughs> football is a fucking abomination. The dumbest thing ever. Uh, also in the pay- playoffs, Adam. Pulley. We love you, Emirate. Uh, Daniel Anstead, Jonathan Hugh, and the only Polly to make it, Mandy Polly. She did. She she went an ass backwards to the playoffs. Yep. She's in yep. the playoffs with Has a, a worse record, record than me. God. And uh, she's, she she's beat in. out Bojangles in the last couple weeks. Oh, I'm living vicariously through my wife right yeah. now. Are you going to tinker with her line? I do. <laughs> she's like, she'll, she'll actually Collusion. ask me. She's like, should I start? I got her to start the Dolphins defense last week, oh, and man. they scored like 22 friggin' yeah, points. Yeah, you did a great something. job on telling her who to draft first. I think they scored once. I still <laughs> okay. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I told Let's her. To, I told her. I, to, I told her to draft Julio Jones. Okay, totally sensible. Ew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> totally shit the bed the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. Except I think he had two good weeks. Well, like the, the five players of, yeah. above him yeah. got injured within the first yeah, two I weeks. Know. So it yeah. doesn't matter. So. All right, let's go. Don't you want to be, want to be a fat pastor? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> we literally just threw this falafel on our soundboard. It's not a falafel, you dumb. Whatever this is. I don't know what the fuck this is. We are not in and, Palestine. And it touched the soundboard. So now we're going to turn it off, Michael, for God's sake. It, uh, you know, Virgil has these dogs. These dogs? The gun shop. Well, 
turn that off for fuck's sake. Have to have the police sake. out here, but, you know, he, he doesn't need to be shooting in the backyard. <laughs> uh, give me a call, thanks. I, I wish you could see how happy Michael is when he plays that. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, what, do we, what mm. have we got here? These are from uh, our, uh, our uh, lovely friend in the Netherlands. Netherlands. There's only two things I hate in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's, people's cultures, cultures and, and the Dutch. I got it's kindled. Yes. Sandra Turnbull. Sandra Turnbull. 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 <laughs> it's Turnbull. It's Turnbull. Okay, what do we have here, Brad? Uh, we have strope waffles. Strope. Strope waffles. Uh, I've had these before. They're friggin' ridiculous. Okay, it's basically like waffles smashed with caramel smash between them. Oh, yeah. man. They're just staying here at my house, by the way. Oh, man. Well, rate these out of five and Frank's. Really? Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Are you fucking kidding me? We're Too gone. soon. Did you hear about the people who did an Anne Frank Halloween costume? Now everyone was enraged. We're not doing Anne Frank's. I give these Gosh. five Anne Frank's and you could no. fuck off. We're not doing Anne Frank's. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Veto. You know what's bad whenever I have to veto you? Okay, five Aryan Robbins. Okay, he's, one of the best, he's one of the best soccer players in the Netherlands. In Netherlands I history. prefer Tony. <laughs> what? Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, that's great. Man, these are these are five. They're ridiculous. God, these are so good. They are. They're just so good. <laughs> I want to dip these in syrup too. No, you yeah. know what you do? <laughs> if you get a cup of coffee or tea mm. and you set that over the top of the rim and heat it up, oh man, oh. best thing ever. Yep. I want to do that tomorrow. I want to dip you in syrup. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> The other thing I'm not real confident it's going to be any good. Yeah. So the I'm Dutch not, I don't this, know that I want to try this. The Dutch have this weird obsession with licorice <laughs> that I don't really get. Uh, these are Zizout Vaterwerken. So I literally had... A That's hol- exactly how you say that. It basically, I think it's probably salty black licorice. Yeah, my wife handed me a holiday cookie today and I ate it. In front of my children. And <laughs> it had anise in it. And I literally said, this tastes like Satan's butthole. I don't mind. I don't mind licorice. Let me just say, I, I don't, don't mind like, black licorice. I don't like licorice. This smells like a, a sack of shit. I will just say. So oh, let's uh, let's do this. Oh, that's weird. Oh, it's. Oh. There's nothing redeeming about that. Nope. Oh, it's like. Oh. Painting my okay, mouth that wasn't as gross as the as the. It's definitely salty licorice. Yeah, that is gross. Let me let me just say I wouldn't like a ton of those. I'll give it a two. Like it's it's not. That's definitely a. It's a little five different. Solid Satan's anuses. It's a little different than straight like That's black licorice. Really fucking salty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like off-puttingly salty. Yeah. Man, that is really weird. But it kill it sort of kills the black licorice a little bit. Yeah. Like it, oh. Like it's not super strong black licorice. It's a lot. It's of really salt. super weird because you get like this rush of black licorice and then it's just overwhelmed with salt. Yeah. Lenny and then was it Lenny fades was back into black licorice. Yeah. And then does. back into salt. It kind of goes back and forth. It's Satan's semen. Lenny, Lenny was okay with them. He was a little chewy. They're fine. Him, I don't know that I'd want a whole bag of these. I, two. I'll give him a two. I'll give that a two and a half. Yeah. I give it a one. Easy. I'd have to be in a right mood for Z's out Vaterverkins. <laughs> Waffles are a five. 
For the sure. Waffles are five, and it's not even close. Man, that is one salty fucking candy yeah, right yeah. there. Jesus. Is the more you chew it, the saltier ah. that is. <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, man. Two but and a half and Franks. But thank you. No. No. God damn it. No. <laughs> God, you're a terrible person. That's at Polly Name Brad. He's not on Twitter, but send your hate mail there and uh, at Brandon Andrus as well. Man, um, that is. <laughs> neither one of them are on Twitter. Even salt would say that's too much salt. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra, for those, though. We really we yeah, appreciate Yeah, that's awesome. Very much. Thank you Thank so you. much for And Becky, Becky for bringing them home. Yeah. She's the Baba of the Bill. Bigaro. Bigaro. Um, God, these waffles. I could eat all these tonight. They're ridiculous. They're so freaking good. They're chewy and, oh, man. I can't get that licorice out mm-hmm. of my molars, however. That's why I took just a little nibble off the end. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> You like that setup? Into the news feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. All right, what do we got? All right. In uh, space news, I've done space news for a while. Space news <clears throat> in the year two thousand. Voyager one spacecraft thrusters fired up for first time since nineteen eighty. Wow. I was four. And it still works? NASA scientists needed to reorient to for, reorient to the 40-year-old Voyager 1, the, the space agency's farthest <clears throat> spacecraft, so its antenna would point toward Earth 13 billion yeah. miles away. Jeez. Dude, I'm reading, I'm reading Pale Blue Dot by Carl it's Sagan right now, and he talks about Voyager 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. It's freaking ridiculous. Uh, like, is, the fact that they know... So they, they basically shot this motherfucker... Toward Venus, use the fucking gravity of Venus to whip, whip this goddamn thing back into space. They do that with all the all it's, their <clears throat> yeah. It's insane. All their deep it's space so probes, freaking man. fascinating. It says, but the attitude control thrusters, the first option to make the space spacecraft turn in space, had been more have been wearing out. So NASA NASA searched for a plan B, of, uh, eventually deciding to try using four trajectory correction maneuver thrusters located on the back of the Voyager. But those thrusters had not been used in 37 years. Wow. Wow. I'm 41. Yeah. Put that into context. I'm 37. Yes. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be 38 this yeah. month. Yeah. So uh, Tuesday, engineers fired up the thrusters and waited eagerly to find out where the, whether the plane was successful. Now, to get an idea how far away this fucking thing is, yeah. light travels at 235,000 miles. Something like that. Per hour, I think. I, I don't, you, look, you Google it. Right. Google light speed. They got their answer 19 hours and 35 minutes later. Wow. So they had to sit and wait an entire day. That's incredible. To find out if this worked. Mm, like the time it took. Ra- you can't wrap your head around that. No, you I can't. I mean, really. You, like, uh, you, you really, really, really absolutely can't. cannot. Space is, has fascinated me since I was a child. Yeah. Just because of the distances involved. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, the spacecraft. Pale blue dot, by the way. Buy that on uh, Amazon right now. It is blowing my dick oh, clean. Man. Off. I've got to finish it. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. ridiculously good. Um, the spacecraft turned in the mood at the NASA at NASA shifted to jubilation. The Voyager team got more excited each time with each milestone in the thruster test. Uh, the mood was same. You, 
you could tell you could tell we've been drinking a fair amount because that really wasn't even that funny. But we can't stop la- stop laughing at it. Um, with, with these thrusters that are still functional after 37 years without use, we will be able to extend extend the life of the Voyager One spacecraft by two or three years. Yeah, they didn't think they didn't know how long this thing no. would last or yeah. if it would work. Um, the Voyager missions discovered the first active volcanoes beyond Earth on Io, one of Jupiter's moons, uh, subsurface ocean on Europa, one of Jupiter's moons, uh, and encountered uh, Saturn's largest moon, Titan, where data showed a thick Earth-like atmosphere. They found the, moose, the icy moon Miranda at Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's funny because it's a planet, um, but it also... Anyway, see, anus is funny because it's like your your anus. Shut up. That's somebody's. Do you uh, do you see why that's funny? Okay, so here's here's the thing. So the future of Voyager. So <laughs> your this, mom's anus is big as a planet. <laughs> Can you pass that breathalyzer Jesus. over here? <laughs> Jesus, we will be giving you our breathalyzer at the end of the show. Yes, we will. We've calibrated it. Um, so this is like the first thing that has left our solar system. Like, it's been going for 40 years now. Yeah. It has barely left our solar system. That's how yeah. fucking huge space is. Yeah. Not not Milky Way, just the solar system, which is within the Milky Way. Yeah. Um, so because of the success in the attempt to test Voyager's uh, thr- TCM thrusters, NASA plans to test the ones on Voyager 2. They need to use... Uh, electric the, Boogaloo. <laughs> Voyager 2 Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. Um, they need to use them... The need to use them is not immediate, though, however, because the primary thrusters of Voyager 2 have not significantly degraded. Uh, it's es- expected then in the year 40,272. What? What? In the year 40,272, Voyager 1 will come within 1.7 light years of an obscure star in the constellation Ursa Minor, which is the little bear, right. the little dipper. In about 40,000 years, Voyager 2 will come within about 1.7 light years of a star called Ross 248. A small star in the constellation of Andromeda. I just keep thinking so of 30, like an alien spacecraft coming across this thing at about 10,000 years. Like, What's this piece of shit? Yeah. What is this So 38,000 years from now. Jeez. God, that is That just, thing will reach a fucking... You can't, the, you can't wrap your head around that. You no. cannot possibly no. wrap your head around it, how, how large that I, is. When I read that, I was like 38,000 no. years. It makes Jeez. no sense. No. Like you, you, Our minds can't conceive no. of even no, time. Yeah. Can't. Time even that Ooh. small... And we're talking about you know the Earth, the the universe being thirteen some billion years old. Like yep. we can't even conceive of the anyway. I just I, know, I haven't done a space update in a while. That was I was a huge fan of that's, that. That's yeah, that's really cool. Pretty unbelievable. <clears throat> nice. So, All right. Uh, what you so, got, Brad? Um, but can you pass one of those uh, five and Frank strope waffles? Yeah, over here, nope. Please? Nope. <laughs> Mikey, you want one? Uh, no, I'm I'm good. Waffle? You sure? I'm good for now. Uh, Florida Santa. Florida Santa, Florida Santa, a skydiving Santa came to town and crash landed on a Florida beach. Of course he did. There's a video, and we're going to post this, and it is (laughs) fucking amazing. So Santa decided for a volleyball tournament, a charity volleyball tournament uh, hosted by the Tampa Bay Beach Bums. They're on your side. Maybe. Um, George Crocus, an avid skydiver and apparently Santa impersonator. Nice. Uh, he, he's going to parachute in as Santa for this thing. 
Nice. Which all goes well until uh, he does some miscalculation and runs into a goddamn tree. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, hammers it. Broke his tibia and fibula in his leg. Ooh, the lower leg. Broke his entire lower leg in half. Santa Claus is... (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's coming to town Claus. with a crash. Santa Claus is in. Uh, yeah, he slammed into a pole, careened into a tree, and tumbled through the air before falling onto the sand, breaking his leg, all to a completely horrified audience of onlookers. <laughs> you better watch out for that tree. In case anyone is uh, in, in, in the giving spirit of, of St. Nicholas, he was rushed to the hospital and has since undergone surgery on his broken tibia and fibula. Now he's hoping to raise some money for his medical bills on GoFundMe. (laughs) So there's a link inside the article uh, if anybody wants to give to uh, St. Nick. Santa doesn't have an HMO, apparently. No, no. No. Even Santa can't get uh, Obamacare Obamacare in this godforsaken country. Um, (sighs) Seriously, fuck this place. So apparently apparently the North Pole doesn't have universal health care. Yeah, so there you go. So skydiving Santa. Uh, I he, didn't see that. He this did week. some That's miscalculations, awesome. <laughs> and the video is magnificent. You really need to watch it because everybody's like, "Oh, great!" Yeah! And all of a sudden, he hits a tree, like, "Oh!" <laughs> and he literally just crumples into a pile on the sand in front of a volleyball net. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good, good, good stuff. <laughs> Florida Santa. Do you have another one? Oh God, I just watched. Nope. I just watched Santa die, <laughs> and that's. That, friends, is how Christmas ended. <laughs> the year there was no Santa Claus. My God, these are magnificent. I did this one uh, just for just for the uh, for what we're going to call it on the episode. Um, uh, Jesus's statues, uh, but was hiding a two hundred forty yeah, year old secret message. Jesus butt but smuggling. smuggling. But yes. smuggling Jesus. Yes, my God, we're on the same wavelength. Yes. <laughs> uh, statue of Jesus Christ on and display the at the cathedral like, in Spain. Nikos Kansasakis was right. I was married to Mary. That's what it says on the. Uh, is cathedral in Spain hiding a secret message for hundreds of years in the most likely, unlikely place? It was tucked away, hidden in a compartment in the statue's rear end. Um, although it is. Uh, That's where Michael hides all his secret messages. It is usual for uh, most, uh, for many uh, sculptures to be hollow. It's not so much to find uh, hidden, uh, handwritten documents inside. So it doesn't really say what it is. Interesting. But uh, the harvest has been plentiful for many years. <laughs> That's what that article says. I don't know. So Jesus butt smuggling. I just want to do it for the Jesus <laughs> butt smuggling. Right, yeah. Yep. Um, Literally thought of that two hours ago before we did this. So there, I, I've got I've got two um, ones that, that I think are great. So weird holiday gifts that will make your holidays hilarious. <laughs> I'm over here freebasing stroke waffles. These are seriously. Good I can eat God. this whole bag tonight. Um, you can do I'm a Christmas light that and put it into a liquid form in a spoon. <laughs> so holiday gifts. If you're looking for something that is funny for holidays, uh, here here's some. There's a, there's tons of them here. Hey, what'd you get me for Christmas? Um. I, did you get anything what yet? was I going to get you? I did. Have, I was going to get you a bag of dicks so you could eat it. Kim, uh, my friend would give me those. Oh, they're really delicious. Yeah, we really should do a white elephant gift exchange. Yeah, on the, on the podcast. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do that. Our Christmas episode. Well, but there's only three of us, so it doesn't really work, does it? I we just know. have to tell each other what it is. Well, we, there's no white elephant. We just have to do a random gift exchange, and we all pass one to the left or to the right. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll get one for Brad. Brad, I'll get one for you. You get one for me. That's fine. Let's do that. All right. 
cool. What's our what's our what's our limit? Five dollars. Let's do ten bucks. Ten bucks. All right, ten bucks. Ten bucks. I've got to get one for Michael. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get on Amazon and be like ten dollar dildos. <laughs> Damn it, that was my idea too. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be three dildos. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, um. Gifts that are hilarious for the holiday. Uh, you can do a Christmas tree costume. You can dress up as a Christmas costume. Uh, there's a pillow hat. It's a hat that contains a pillow in it. Uh, I've seen that. I saw that. doesn't look like a terrible idea, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you like a, this you one look like, looks kind of stupid. You look like an idiot. They're but, pretty weird. Yeah. Don't knock over your Don't beard. knock yeah, over your I'm not going to show you these pictures. Yeah, that's to fine. See. Um, the upside down Christmas tree. Just a Christmas tree that you... Yeah, I've seen that. Upside down. Um... Inflatable humping reindeer for your yard. <laughs> Wait, do the reindeer humping or do you hump the reindeer? The reindeers are humping. The reindeer are humping. Hmm. Neat. Um, you can well, do. I know what you can get me for <laughs> the exchange, Michael. Weed earrings. It's like a earring, but with like a little little plastic bag yep. of weed in it. <laughs> Um, that available weird, only in Colorado, right in Washington. Yeah. That weird licky brush where you can put it in your mouth Ugh. and lick your cat, dude. If you do that, you are the grossest person ever. I'm sure Janet's God. probably done it. <laughs> she doesn't have cats, dumbass. She, she I mean, it works for dogs too. I'm sure. I feel like it doesn't. Um, uh, you can. God, do, I'm so sorry, Janet. She's such a wonderful person. And I Michael love Janet. Is just awful. Uh, toilet Donald. It's a picture. Uh, it's like a statue of Donald Trump on his toilet with his with his phone on Twitter. Um, so here's a poll question: Would you throw a literal handful of shit at Donald Trump if you got the chance? Yes. Even if you had to go to jail for yep. it. Yep. No, totally I, I would do it for. I would. I would. Uh, if I knew I could hit him right in the nose. Mm-hmm. With a with a handful of shit. I'm what are you, sure. a monkey in the zoo? <laughs> yes. The, the downside is most of my shit is just runny at this point. So like it'd be a cup of shit. <laughs> oh man, the shit I two had Don- last Two Donalds, one cup. Yeah, <laughs> I had, I've had Mexican and a foot long sub today, so it's pretty much a gastrointestinal showstopper at this point. Um, you can get a Triceratops uh, taco holder. It's like a plastic dinosaur with it. Yeah, I've seen that. Holds a taco. Um, uh, uh, impeach uh, a toaster Trump. Are you doing everything Trump toaster and impeach impeach him? No, I'm skipping through this podcast. Michael, like it's nine. Hours. It's nine o'clock. We're two hours into this. Fish sandals. Um. Okay, uh, that, that's it for that one. The next one I want to do is twenty five profound <laughs> God, shower thoughts on Reddit this week. 25 Here, profound shower thoughts. Here's, so the, people, here's the bad part. At, at this point, there's two of him right now in my vision. So, like, <laughs> that's even worse. Double trouble. Parent uh, trap. Uh, I'll get you to fall in love with mom again. Don't worry. What? what? Parent trap. I don't know <laughs> that. Just move on. Just go. That's all right. All right. Uh, 25, 25 <laughs> profound shower thoughts in Reddit. You know, you have, like, profound thoughts in shower. People... Write them down and put them on Reddit. No, I don't. My thoughts on my shower, I need to wash my hair and wash my junk. Really Those are my thoughts on the shower. You don't have profound thoughts, no, Brad? Brad, I do don't. you have? Not really. I what wake about up toilet <laughs> thoughts? Do you have profound toilet thoughts? No, not really. All right. Here are some. If you believe the earth is flat, do you also believe the sun and the moon are flat? <laughs> There's no proof that it isn't. <laughs> What is space, Matt? Uh, a jail and a prison are basically the same thing, but a jailer and a prisoner are totally different. 
Why do you why do you drive on a why do you I love Mickey Michael talk over Wham. Before you go, go to leave me hanging on like a solo. I mean, who knew George Michael was gay? <laughs> who knew? I mean, women uh, loved him. Who the could have called that one? <laughs> the lottery system is the exact opposite of what Robin Hood did. However true or deep a meme may be, if it's got grammatical errors, it instantly makes those who <laughs> share it look dumb. George Michael is dead to me. <laughs> Wait, is he dead? Yes. Did he? Yeah, I think so. When did that happen? Did I miss that last year or a couple years yeah. ago? Was it? Yeah. Well, I didn't really care yeah. for him. I don't care. <laughs> Rude. Whatever. Um, in every event <clears throat> of the Olympics, they should have an average person compete so we can uh, have a point of reference and appreciate the athletes more. Mm. Yeah. People, people say life is short, even though it's literally the longest thing they will ever experience. That's because they haven't had sex with me yet. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What's this? What if Santa Claus is real and our parents just give us presents to hide the fact that we are on the naughty list? Hmm. Are we still doing this? The guy who invented trash bags literally sold garbage. Your stomach thinks all potatoes are mashed. <laughs> it's Michael's theme song. <laughs> Keep going, buddy. If an alarm is going off, the alarm is actually on. Mm. Writing may or may not. Are you doing all 25 redundant. Are we seriously still doing this? Hump, bump, and lump are all synonyms uh, and all rhyme. <laughs> Wait. I. Whatever. I don't just keep taking going. out one of your just, earbuds. Just ride this shit. Is the 2017 shit equivalent to curtsying. <laughs> yeah. I want your sex. We'll never truly know what it smells like to be underwater. <laughs> okay, that was actually pretty very good. true. <laughs> we turn that shit off. Right. My God. Oh. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other good ones. There aren't. There were no good ones. There was one good one. We are gathered here today. Did you download a George Michael album? Jeez. A lot of people confuse left and right, but no one ever confuses up and down. That's pretty true. Yeah. Taking you to, George Michael's taking you to church right now. <laughs> Take me to church. Limp Biscuit did it better. <laughs> Fred Durst. Limp Biscuit did it better. <laughs> Fred Durst wore it better. They really did do this song, didn't yeah, they? they? Did. That's, that's how they broke into the scene. You know, I heard, is it? Was this yeah, their first? This hit? was their first I single. Heard, I heard no on the radio today. And I decided if I run for office, my first my first act as president will be to a will ban anything Limp Biscuit from the airwaves ever again. There's no reason anybody Come should on, be fucking Nookie, playing. Nookie is no, fun. It's awful. No, it's not even fun. It's awful. No one should it's, ever play Limp Biscuit. No, fun. it's not. It's not. It's kind of like Alien Ant Farm is fun. No, I'm okay with Alien Ant Farm. No nookie, no nookie ever. No. Donald, Donald Trump on his last day in office holds a press conference and this says, "I did it all for the nookie." This is Limp Biscuit. 
Well, I guess it would be nice. Is he shitting while he sings it? He does. He sounds like he's taking a massive shit. God, this hurts. It's like shooting razor blades. It is. It's like it's so hard. Fred Durst singing is like me taking one of those peanutty razor blades. <laughs> Fred Durst. <laughs> you just grit your teeth, grab the bowl, and just pray. <laughs> Fred Durst is a prime example of how hard it is to be male, middle class, and white. <laughs> Thanks, Ben Folds, for that. I don't think anybody has ever sounded more pain in pain. Play, play a little bit more. <laughs> and their guitarist was edgy because he wore black contacts. <laughs> what was that guy's West name? Borland, West uh, Borland. West Borland. Alice Brother. <laughs> God, that is really bad. That's magnificent. Oh man, I don't even know where to go from here. Let's just go. Let's just go on. All right, further out, further in. Steve Austin, Stone Cold. Steve Austin is a life coach, a speaker, a writer, and host of Ask Steve Austin podcast. And professional wrestler. He is also the co-host of <laughs> CXMH podcast that focuses on the relationship between... A podcast, also a Southern Railroad. No. Nope. CXMH. <laughs> good job. I like that. Uh, that's a good reference. Thank you very that's much. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, well, that was all right. Are you done? Are you done yet? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Um, <laughs> it's a podcast. CXMH. CXMH is a podcast that focuses on. God, I'm gonna. I'm really gonna have to mute you. I don't even know how to even do this. All right, um, Steve Austin. Uh, God damn it! Co-host of CXMH podcast in Ask Steve Austin podcast. Uh, the CXMH podcast focuses on the relationship between Christianity and mental health and railroad um, uh, hobos. Uh, Steve's goal is to help clients and audiences create a lifestyle focused on emotional health and clarity. He's been featured in Relevant Magazine, uh, The Huffington Post, The Mighty, uh, The Good Men Project, um, Converge Magazine, Christian Courier, um, People of the Second Chance, Covenant Eyes, and among uh, among others. Yeah, you're, you're muted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve's book. Steve's book, uh, from pastor to a psych ward, is out now. Uh, we will be giving away three copies of his book on Twitter. Um, you can go to uh, twitter.com/pastorspodcast to see the pin tweet uh, for details on how to enter. You can check him him out on twitter.com/imsteveaustin, imsteveaustin.net, and messygrace.com. We'll also have um, a lot of. Um, um, <laughs> Uh, a lot of, uh, of his links in the in the. Uh, it's a fantastic interview. 
Yeah. I can't tell. I, I, it's, it's good. Okay. Is this thing on? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're going to have all his links in the show notes as well. Um, trigger warning. We definitely yes, want to give a trigger sure. warning. Yeah, uh, depression, yeah. anxiety, PTSD, and panic, suicide. Panic attacks. Panic attacks. Yeah. Um, so if you're sensitive to that, you might want to skip this one. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a good story, but uh, if you are super sensitive to that, you might want might to hold off. Um, yeah, with that, Steve Austin, we're super pumped to have him. Um, let's go. Steve Austin, are you there? I are there. All right, before we go far into this interview... How many Steve Austin jokes can we tell? <laughs> Somehow I knew within 30 seconds we were going to go there. We go made... ahead, y'all. Go ahead. Say them all. Say every damn one of them right now. Go ahead. Lay it out. How, how, how tired do you get of Steve Austin oh, jokes? Oh, my God. I, mean, really, I look at, like it's, you know, here's the thing. Look, look double fucked, okay? Hashtag double fucked. Because, and maybe trice fucked. Because... My sweet, precious, fundamentalist, conservative Christian evangelical parents named me Stephen with a PH, and they (laughs) fucked me over. They wanted me to be named after Stephen in the Bible, right? Yeah. I became Steve quickly. So anyone around my parents' generation that would be born in somewhere around 1960, they connect me to the— the Million Dollar Man. Yes, God. So I get, (laughs) and they do these bullshit sound effects from the 70s. And I'm like, I've never seen, I've never seen one episode. Well, I forgot to tell you, we're actually going to just Skype in an episode of The Million Dollar Man. (laughs) And we're just going to watch it and hear your reaction as we go along. You have another drink now. Go ahead. Uh, this is like by far the angriest guest we've ever had. <laughs> I get a little fired up. Steve, Steve Austin, angry on the internet. It. And see, I don't have to fake it with y'all. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely true. This is true. We are, we are, we are, we are the the bad boys of progressive Christian <laughs> nope, podcasts. No, no, that's not. what you call us. <laughs> oh, God, I hate you so much. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, Admittedly, we we don't know a whole lot of your story. We're super pumped to talk to you because I've heard I've heard parts of it um, from different sources and um, and and different podcasts that you're on, and we'll we'll get into that as well. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about um, why you you want to vote for Roy Moore? Oh fuck! Really, <laughs> really? <laughs> Give us the biblical case for Roy Moore. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we see the the cross is about forgiveness, right? Of course, and we should forgive. Yeah, I'm all about messy grace, but fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, for real. real. Oh, it's uh, yeah. Awful. I can I can extend grace while also not wanting him to represent anyone in oh, Congress. Yep. So. Yeah, that's uh, it's. I mean, like like we don't have a bad enough name already. The only thing we do good is football, and we fucked that up this year. Like really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're 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 from Alabama. Tell us a little bit about. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Thanks for that. That was a great question. Greenbow. 
Hey, people, like I'm a... actually nice. I'm a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna... signing up for that tonight. <laughs> Let's hope so. I mean, maybe they might. I, I... Just got out of control. Yes. Okay. So, um, you're from Alabama. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Have you always lived in Alabama? Who is the Steve Austin from Alabama? Okay. I, um, I don't own a gun. Uh, I don't own one piece of camo. Um, I do like Miller light. So that there's one, there's one. Um, (laughs) I don't dip. Uh, (laughs) I have all my teeth and they're all mine. Uh, and so does my wife. It's amazing. Nice. Um, not a Republican. Uh, what else you want to know? Yeah. I don't really fit the mold here. Um, that just, it's just, you know, it's where I was squeezed out. So, yeah. No, I totally get that. I think that's how we feel about Indiana, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's home, but we're like, yeah. Yeah, I literally yeah. saw a dude pull out a Crown Royal bag at Walgreens, and he's using it as a, as a wallet. I saw it in the pub. That's amazing. Yes. Steve Austin's in the pub, people. Yes. Get in there. Yeah, get in the pub. I love the Y'all, I've only been in the pub, I don't know, three or four weeks. I love the pub. Yeah, I'm a huge great. fan. Yep. It's a cool, cool space. Thank you. We 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 like it too. Yeah. Patreon.com slash pastors podcast. <laughs> yeah, cheers. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> um okay, so um So you mentioned your, your your parents. Talk about your upbringing a little bit, especially you know, religiously or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um so very conservative Christian evangelical fundamentalist. Everything was black and white, and that's not a racist joke. Um, everything <laughs> really was. There, there were black and white answers for, um, for everything. Yeah. And and for me, I'm the guy. Like people are constantly tripping over my butt. Wait a minute. My, my butt. <laughs> I, I, I love Jesus, but but I'm not a big fan of the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Jesus, but I could do without the rest of the Bible. Um, I I love America, but I can't stand the asshole in the White House. Yeah, so like, right. you know, there's yeah, it's, yeah. it's that. So, um, so for me, I have a lot more questions than I have answers. Um, but I was raised in the religion of certainty. And and we always had the answers, and we were out to save everybody, and we were, you know, born with a, a cross and a cape on our back. And um, man, in the last five years for me, I'm much much more clear on all the things that I don't know, mm, and yeah, I right. and I'm okay with that. And I'm, you know, we joke, and I will joke all day long. Um, but for me, it's about kindness over rightness. Um, everything is not a hill to die on for me anymore. I just want to love my neighbor. That's it. I'm yeah, good. If right. I love my neighbor and I can respect somebody and look them in the eye and shake their hand and respect them as a freaking human being, done. Good enough for me. Hmm. That yeah. sounds vaguely Christian. Actually. Yeah, it's just decent. You know yeah. what? Let's just be. Don't act like a some bitch. Come on. Challenge <laughs> <laughs> well, accepted. Yeah. Um. So. So you. Grew up in in, in that kind of evangelical world. The assemblies of God. Yes. Ooh, so you were char- the charismatic wing. She wrote in a Honda. So I'll stop. I'll, no, I'll quit. No, no, you're good. You're good. No. Um, uh, so, so you grew up in that that kind of world. What? Um, 
what started breaking down that facade for you? That that uh, and when? Like when yeah. did that start start kind of coming apart for you? Yeah, um, I was eighteen, a senior in high school, when I had my first panic attack. I hmm. uh, didn't have language for that at that time. Right. I didn't know what that was, but um, I was leader in my school, honor roll student, on top of the world, had everything going for me. Everybody always said, Steve's going to either be a preacher or a politician. A hmm. uh, lot of similarities there, P.S. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, we were on a, I was part of a, a youth leadership group and, and the, the district picked a couple of students per high school in the district. And we would go on a field trip once a month or so to different businesses, government agencies in the area and meet real life leaders, um, in, in our County and ask them what's leadership like in real life. Hmm. And this particular day we were at the department of human resources, which would be like uh, child protective services or something in other States. Um, go there to get your food stamps, go there when a child has been abused or neglected that, that's the place. Right. And so we're sitting in this um, conference room, long wooden table, white block walls. And my first thought in there is this is the place they bring kids that have been abused. Like this is the most unwelcoming place. Where are the beanbags? Where are the toys? <laughs> this is just so sanitized. Um, but we're sitting in there and I'm with my peers and I'm with other uh, teachers and chaperones from the county who know me to be this kid who's got it all together. And the director comes in and she brings in a doll, the doll that they would use when a kid has been abused. And uh, she says, you know, a child would point to particular places on the body of this doll and say, you know, this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I started having flashes of memory. And, and it was sort of the only way that I could describe it at the time was it was like I was dreaming, but I was wide awake. And my palms were sweating, and I got this knot in the back of my throat that became a knot in my stomach, and my heart started racing, and I'm shaking, and I'm like, "What is? I I got to get the hell out of here because I'm losing it." And um, so I made it out of that room, out into the hallway, slid down the wall, onto that cold tile floor, and one of the teachers followed me out and said, "Hey, what's going on?" And I'm trying to describe these things that I've just said to you, to her, yeah. and she said. Steve, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like you're having a panic attack. Hmm. And so she did what any good teacher would do and said, hey, go to the bathroom, wash your face off, get cleaned up, you know, get your shit together yeah. and, <laughs> uh, and, and get back in here. And, and so I, I did that, took a few minutes and came back in and um, tried to hold it together, but I was not okay. And got home that afternoon and um, started talking to my mom. And y'all, look, Steve Austin's a mama's boy. Okay, <laughs> hashtag Steve Austin's a mama's boy. But like, <laughs> for real, um, mom was my best friend, my cheerleader, my number one fan, always in my corner. I could talk to her about absolutely anything. And so I go home and I'm trying to tell her what has happened. And it's the first time in my life that I remember my mom not making eye contact with me. Mm. And it was a really big deal. Yeah, it was a really yeah. big deal. And she starts telling me what happened when I was almost four years old. And um, 
I'm putting pieces together with these flashes of memory that I've had and the story according to mom. And um, it all boils down to this. I was molested as a preschooler. Um, Yeah, yeah. I was molested as a preschooler uh, in the side yard of mom and dad's house. Um, They were building a deck that summer and the neighbor man had come across the street to help my dad. And his son was 17. And very comfortable around my family, which is usually the case when stuff like this happens. Uh, Mom had been tutoring him after school. And so he was just hanging out with me while the adults are doing their thing. The women are in the kitchen. I can hear the table saw in my ears right now. Uh, Yeah. The gnats were out, you know, hot, muggy, son of a bitch, summer night in Alabama. And, um, and so it happened. And they figured it out at bath time. Um, you know, I'm this little bitty boy, and they're putting me in the bath, and they see these marks, and they start asking questions, and I explain whatever I can explain in three-year-old language. I have a three-year-old, by the way. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so they threaten the kid within an inch of his life. My parents are super, super young. Super young. And we're in tiny town, rural Alabama, where everybody knows everybody. And what they don't know about you, they make up, right? Right. And and so going to the police was not the first thought. Um, Involving, you know, the courts was not the first thought. The first thought was we're going to go threaten this kid within an inch of his life, tell him to never step foot on our property again. Or we'll kill him, you know, because yeah. um, that, that's how we handle shit around here. <laughs> and so so that's what happened. And they also knew that his dad was a raging alcoholic and didn't know what would happen to this kid if all this oh, yeah. got. And um, so that was it. And they and, and even though they were wrong, they thought Steve's three. He's never going to remember this. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Let's move on. You know, we are we're we're a Christian family, and Jesus fixes everything. Yeah, and and so they did. They moved on, and and I didn't remember it until I was a senior in high school, and every single day since then. So, um, that's that's sort of the beginning of my story. Ten years later, um, I'm a a youth pastor, a worship leader, a husband, uh, a father of a almost one year old little boy, and um. Nobody had ever told me that it was okay to go to counseling, to yeah. be on medication, to need anything other than a prayer of faith in Jesus. And so I'm having all these flashbacks, PTSD, um, major anxiety, major depression. Uh, the only thing I had done is gone to my primary care physician and said, hey, I need something. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm a, a youth pastor and a worship leader. I've got my prescription bottles in my lunchbox. I go in the bathroom at the church close the stall door, lock the door, take my meds in the stall in the bathroom so nobody <laughs> catch me because I'm scared to death for anybody to know yeah. that I'm crazy, right? Which is right. a terrible word, by the way. But that's that was my biggest fear, that someone would find out that Jesus was not enough for me. Hmm. And so um, at 28, it's been five years. Well, it's gosh, it's I've got my timeline wrong. Wait, I've said 28. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) I've said 28 for years. Y'all wait. I was almost 30. I'm about to turn 35 here in two weeks. So I was 30. Go read my book. It'll say 28, I promise. (laughs) 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 
wow. But yeah, so okay, so five years ago, uh, September, five years ago, I um, woke up in an ICU room in a hospital two hours from home because I had decided the best thing that I could do because I was depressed, anxious, having flashbacks, couldn't get it together. Uh, had this beautiful wife who obviously would be able to move on and remarry. Had this one-year-old little boy who would never remember me. And so the best thing that I could do for them would be to just disappear. Mm -hmm. And um, woke up in ICU and had uh, failed a suicide attempt. And um, let me tell you, if you think that you've ever felt like a failure, <laughs> man, don't get a suicide attempt right. <laughs> yeah. That'll yeah. Yeah, so let's let's back up. We'll come back to that for sure. Let's let's back up a little bit as far as okay. So you grew up super conservative religiously. Oh yeah. Um, what was it? Was it the panic attack? I'm assuming at this point you've gone through a fair amount of of deconstruction. Um, when did when did that start occurring? Was it was it around the time of the panic attack? Was it when you were already in ministry around this time? Um. When? I had not been through deconstruction at that point. Okay. The deconstruction has been in the last five years. Okay, so after uh, the suicide attempt. And, yeah, okay. yeah. Waking up and going, man, if there's any way <laughs> that there, if there's any truth to any of this, I've got to have it all wrong. Right. Yeah. Because this is some bullshit. Right. You know. So when you did the suicide attempt, were you currently in ministry at the time? Yeah, I was a youth pastor and a worship leader. Okay. Mm -hmm. At a Southern Baptist church. Oh wow! There's a difference. Promise. Yeah. No, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there um, is. What? Um, talk a little bit about. Do you looking back? Do you think that being having these feelings you were having, and then being, in, do you think that being in ministry um, exacerbated the problem, or was there any part of of being in ministry that actually sort of helped with your depression or anything like that? It absolutely did not help. Um, if you are dealing with any kind of a mental illness, um, just about the worst place that you can go is the church. Yep. In Preach. in most cases, and I hate to just paint with a massively broad brush, right? Um, but but it's true. Um, and I think I think it's even worse if you are on staff at a church too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you know I'm I'm this guy who was preaching this messy grace thing ten years ago, mm -hmm. and telling kids no matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, you know, unconditional love, love without strings attached, grace is messy, it gets down in the dirt mm -hmm. with you. But I didn't believe it for myself. I hated myself mm -hmm. because you go read Brene Brown's books and you listen to this stuff about shame. I absolutely believed I wasn't husband enough, father enough, yep. Christian enough, man enough. Man, you, I mean, we just talk about it from like this all guys sitting around here drinking beer. <laughs> you want to talk about that struggle, just the struggle of not being man enough. You can't yeah. pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get your shit together, son. Come on. Yep. Yeah. You know, by God. Yeah. So, the, you know, honestly, it, the only difference between you and me is that I haven't tried to kill myself yet. Like, Let's just let's not say yet. No, okay. Not say <laughs> I haven't yet. tried to kill myself. That's the only difference. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find a way back out of that. Right. There was no way out of that. No, no, no yeah. way out of. That. So um, thanks for being honest. But I, you know, I'm on antidepressants right now. I've been on them multiple times throughout my life, um, throughout my adult life. You know, it's 
I I totally get the everything you're saying totally resonates. You're not you 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 know I pre you know, I preached I just when you were talking about preaching the messy grace I pointed to myself Brad and Michael yeah because we all three did the same thing yeah and yeah. yet I did not believe it for myself yeah and and that and again that just comp, that just compounds whatever mental mental shit you're dealing with too yeah because not only on you know you said you know according to the church you know for you Jesus was not enough that's what the church sort of tells you that. Jesus is enough for anything that you deal with. I mean, my Absolutely. God, Chris Tomlin has a song. All of you is more than enough for all of me. And it's like, well, that's fine. Unless He's got a... like eight songs about yeah, it. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure, enough. sure, go ahead. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, but like, but that's, and you can sing that. And like, in, there's part of me that goes, yeah, that's, that's right. But there's another part of me that goes, I don't actually believe any of that because it's apparently not enough because yeah. I'm struggling to even get out of bed in the morning sometimes or, um, I you know I struggle with the concept of God, the God even loving loving everybody but me like so I totally I totally resonate with that and and there's honestly I honestly I get the suicidal impulse like yeah. I mm-hmm. it, they're good you 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 cross a line where you God you're just like I just I can't do this anymore like I yeah. I mean that the, those I've never had like I've never made legitimate attempts or had legitimate but I've I've had that imp I felt that impulse that monster sort of lurking in the corner going. It would just be easier to go away, you know. I mean, and that's everything would be better. Everything, everybody would be better off if I just went away. And um, man, I totally, I that totally resonates with me. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's about the most dangerous place you can be when you finally get to a place where you say, "Yes, I am a burden on the people that I love most." That's the that's the Mm -hmm. that's the scary spot. Yes. What what caused you to get into ministry? I know this is we're going back even further. We're just gonna this is like Back to the Future episode. We're just gonna jump all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, like I said, I grew up in the church. We were there every time the doors were open. My yep. dad was the every Sunday singer of the solo. My mom was the <laughs> good little Christian wife who kept her mouth shut, you know, and showed up at church and had her makeup on, you know. Uh, we were we were that family. We were in Sunday school. I sang my first solo in the Christmas play when I was in kindergarten. Um, Same. Yeah, like, hello. <laughs> yeah. So um, church was my life. And when you're in small town, y'all, Alabama, when you're in small, there ain't nothing else. It's football, the army, and Jesus, pretty much in that order. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, like, what are your options? Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I've always been a people person. I love people, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been that guy. I've always been the encourager. The, you know, you got a bad day, come hang out with me. I promise. I will do everything I can to drive you nuts or make you feel better. Um, <laughs> and so it just made sense. I, you know, I started going on international mission trips when I was 13. Because um, <laughs> you, you have a lot to take poor people in other countries when you're 13, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's another conversation. <laughs> let me yeah. let me speak into your situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just I, you know, I loved it. I loved church. I lo- I mean, back, you know, it, <laughs> different world today, people. Yeah. But yeah. I loved the church. I loved the music. I loved drama and the theater of it the 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 theater of the whole thing the whole thing is theater you know yeah uh, some really lousy actors but it's it's <laughs> <laughs> bro i did three different types of puppet ministry <laughs> three different types y'all, I, y'all, y'all. I know all about the pageantry <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all yeah 
said that out loud. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. All about the pageantry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, you know, kind of, I don't think people understand, kind of going back to being in ministry and how that really doesn't help depression. I've never struggled with clinical depression, but, you know, I, I've i never been lower mentally than I was when I was mm-hmm. in ministry. Yeah. Um, I don't think people, I had arguments all the time with like leaders in our church about, you know, they were basically why can't you do this this and this and this you know, well i do this in my job blah blah and i'm like you build houses your, your job isn't <laughs> my fucking job like yeah. yeah i you don't have kids showing up at midnight crying because their girlfriend broke up with them yep. and then you've got to fucking deal with it you don't have like yeah. you know what i'm saying like um the, there's a I, I rob bell one time i remember we went to a conference and he he talked about it like this it was a, a conference for ministers and he said you know, with most jobs and just with life in general, you kind of he kind of likens it to like uh, like gas like gauges in a in a car. So he's like, you've got your uh, in most jobs, you've got your um, uh, mental gauge, you've got your physical gauge, you've got your emotional gauge, your flux capacitor. Yes, your flux capacitor. <laughs> but like he said, but when you're in ministry, there's also a soul gauge. So when that get like and, and somehow you're supposed to maintain that. Like, because if that one goes, you're fucked yeah. when you're in ministry. Like, because you can, you know, you can do, I mean, we all repair coffee equipment now. It doesn't take a soul component to do that. It no. can be exhausting mentally and physically. Sure. Um, but there's never a point where, like, I feel that in my bones of, like, you know, like I did in ministry, where when you are done with a Sunday, when I did, I was youth and worship also, um, did that in the morning service and then had to go and do youth service in the, in the, in the evening. Like the, the exhaustion of that went way past physical. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and Yeah. There's mental. no kind of tired like that. No. And, 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 and unless you're in ministry, you can't understand that. And there is a, a loneliness and an isolation in that, that. I don't think people can really appreciate. Um, yeah. Because when you feel alone, you feel that way because you fucking are. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, because that whole thing about the the fishbowl, you know. Yep. Oh, living, yeah. in the, it's it's so true. You're alone, and everybody's watching everything yes. that yeah. you do. And then you add a diagnosed mental illness on top of right. it. Yeah. Oh my yep. gosh. Yeah. So you know, in, in the words of the prophet Joe D. Messina, my dip, my give a damn was busted. Like, <laughs> that's it. You know. So. Yeah, when you reach that point, and, and and right, your soul gauge is totally, you're just depleted. You're, you know, yep. Um, boy, it's. But then here's the thing, and I know this is going to be shocking to you, gentlemen, but there are actually still people who listen to Pat Robertson. I know. I, I yeah. yeah, we live in a community that probably really likes Pat Robertson. So yeah, I, I, I know. Got in I know. Fight with somebody about Pat Robertson because mm-hmm. they were a supporter. Mm. On the, mm-hmm. on, on the Facebook. My, my grandmother has five gallon buckets of end of time beans oh. Uh, oh, from Jay Baker, from Jay Baker's dad. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Jay Baker. Yeah. Y2K. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when there's guys like this, so after the, the Texas church shooting, which was tragic, horrific, mm-hmm. unthinkable. Yep. Um, but you've got guys like, like him, like crazy old Pat who talk about, 
the connection between antidepressants and mass killings. Oh, it, man. It just adds to the stigma. Anybody that's sitting in your pew who has, you know, who's taking an antidepressant says, oh, I, I damn sure not going to talk now. I yeah. promise you. You know, yeah. it's funny. It's funny you say that. I had dinner tonight with some friends, and the. I have friends. Brad. No, I didn't know. Well, you, you look at me like I don't that. have friends. No, I, I have friends besides yeah. you two yeah. stick. I, I set yeah. this all up by myself. Don't worry about it. All right. Oh, my God. We, we're not doing I'm not doing <laughs> no, this with no, you. We'll do this later. Keep going. Okay, so I had dinner with them tonight, my wife and I, and then um, my they're both my cop buddies. And his girlfriend, or both of them and their girlfriends. And so so my my one buddy leaves over to me and goes, you know, if you look at those three girls across the table, they're, the, they're all three of them are on antidepressants or something. And I kind of, I was like, yeah, me too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like all the crazy was across the table. And I know he was joking. I mean, we all generally love yeah. each other, but like there's that stigma that like yep. women are all crazy. Men don't need them. And I think he, I think he felt really bad. I didn't mean for him to, but I was like, <laughs> no, but you know what? He yeah, I, I should. I was like, I've been on him like three times, like yeah. in my life at three different occasions. Yeah. I said, I had to. Or I was going to drive my car into a bridge. Like, it was just yeah. that bad. I mean... Yeah. You so know how many times that thought went through my head? Yeah, I know. It's the same. Yeah. Believe me, I understand. Yeah. And, and and look, here's the thing. Okay, so prepare for a shameless plug. But my <laughs> other podcast, CXMH... We'll edit one it of out. The, it's fine. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> one of the very first episodes of the show, we talked to Sarah Schuster, who's um, editor at The Mighty, and we talked to Sarah Fader, who's um, Stigma Fighters. And we talked about how you can have suicidal thoughts and not be suicidal. Right, and like yeah, that's yeah. a real thing, y'all. And people are like uncomfortable talking about it. But there are plenty of people who have thought, man, this day, this week, this month is completely overwhelming. And the easiest thing I could do would be to drive into that overpass. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's that I think it's that overwhelming thing. It's like I can't possibly take one more thing, and one more thing keeps happening. And yeah. and you just get to a point where you're just like, oh, just fuck this shit. Like I can't, I cannot do this anymore. I absolutely can't do it anymore. Yeah. I hate to be the dick who talks statistics on the Inglorious Pastors podcast. No, we, we like stats. We're culture Look fuckers at, around here, dude. Okay. <laughs> 2014. CDC reports 65.9 million visits to physician offices in America with mental disorders as the mm. primary diagnosis. Yep. You're not alone. Yep. Yeah. 65 million? And that's just the people going to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, those are the ones getting help. Yep. Jeez. All right. So you wake up in the hospital. What happens next? My wife is there. My wife's best friend. Um, I'm, I, you know, obviously in a fog. I mean, I have taken tens of thousands of milligrams of my own prescriptions and over-the-counter drugs. Um, I, I had read up on it. I had done my research. I was absolutely determined to die. This was not a call for help. This was not a, hey, I need attention. I, I was done. I had mm -hmm. done all of the Jesus things that I could do. Um, my friend J.J. Landis wrote a book uh, called Some Things You Keep, and it's her memoir um, of life after her mom's suicide attempt. And she talks about how you can't just take what she calls a magic Jesus pill and suddenly everything is better. Yeah. And like I've yep. taken so many of those magic Jesus pills and like shit was really bad. Yeah. So um, I woke up and, and the first thing that I remember is just being mad as hell. Uh, my, mm -hmm. 
my wife was there and she's the sweetest human being that I've ever met. I mean, she's, she's the kindest, most gentle, genuine. She's just, she's incredible. And she's there and she is trying to convince herself that somehow I'd got my meds mixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, Hey baby, newsflash, I'm numb from the waist down. I can't feel my legs. Couldn't feel my legs for three days. The doctors were trying to figure out, you know, if my liver's going to fail, like I was not in the clear just because my eyes were open. And, um, and I just remember screaming at her, no, I didn't mess my meds up. I wanted to die. I don't want to be here. And, um, I remember her just sort of crumbling in a pile by the window at the end of the bed, calling her dad on her phone, telling him that I'd attempted suicide. And and, and, and the thing you can't, I don't think you probably could convince is it's, it wasn't about her. It wasn't about the kids. It wasn't, it, it. I mean, I think that's the automatic response is, well, it's something that I've done or, you know, people that are around you are like, well, it's something we did or something I did or something the family did. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's something much, much deeper than that. Yeah, it's that that week. So I decided the week before this that I was going to do it. And and that week was the most surreal. Hmm. Like it's it's so hard to describe this a dreamlike nightmare when you're wide awake, something mm. fantastically terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you feel like a marionette. I'm sitting on a bed in a hotel room writing my suicide notes to all my important people, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that my death is going to crush my wife. Uh, it's going to crush my parents, even though we had this r- not so great tense relationship. Um, but I also knew that life would go on and that they would be okay because, hey, P.S., they're not going to have a choice. Um, and so, yeah, people don't get it. People don't understand the white noise of anxiety in your ear all the time. Yeah. Um, the the black dog of depression, the sting of worthlessness, um, sitting in a red light and shame just washing over you for like no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. People don't. People don't understand that. And yeah. this this idea that you can't – no matter what you do, you can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that's where the suicide epidemic is squeezing the life out of our families and our churches and our communities because we're scared to talk about it. We're scared to be not enough. We mm-hmm. believe that we can't be Christian and also crazy. And crazy is a terrible word that we shouldn't use, but I'm using it in this description because that's what we believe. We believe you can yeah. be one or the other. Yep. I can love Jesus and have enough faith that my life is normal and good and whole and well-rounded, and I'm just floating along like everybody else. And if it's not, I'm a sinner. I'm a fuck-up. I'm a failure. I've totally – I've done – it's all my fault. That's what we believe is it's all my fault, yeah. and I'm a failure just to be alive. But we don't tell people from our pulpits that your brain can have an illness mm-hmm. no different from heart disease or cancer, yep. that I can need a, a medication for my brain just like my dad needs medication for his high cholesterol, mm-hmm. and it is no different. And once we start talking about it like that, and there's hope. But until we do, it's a pretty shitty situation. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask this question. If you don't want to answer it, don't answer it. I, I totally understand. 
because I've, I've had the feeling, I think the one thing that has stopped me multiple, I mean, there's multiple things that have stopped me from really going down that, that, that road. I, how did you, you, you mentioned the idea, you know, that you knew it was going to crush your wife, crush your family. Like what did, this is going to sound like I'm asking for tips. Um, and I'm not, how, how did you get past that? We, we will like, put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah we sure. absolutely will. How did you get past Good. the know, you knowing how badly it's going to crush your family and your wife and you know, how, how did you, how did you rationalize that in your mind? So that's the word. Um, it, it's rationalizing. It's, that's the word people use. Um, and the thing is this, it's not rational. Right. Yeah. It's not rational. You can't rationalize it. I love my wife with right. all my heart. I wanted to be a dad to that little boy more than anything in the whole world. He turned a year old the next day. Yeah. I adored them and I wanted to be dad of the year, husband of the year, all that stuff. And I was pretty damn good at it, but I was worn the hell out yep. and I hated myself even more than I loved them because I had depression, anxiety, PTSD, and I'd been addicted to pornography in a major way for 20 years. And in the world, in that very conservative Christian evangelical world, <laughs> yep. y'all, no, no, no shame involved there. Yeah. You're burning, baby. Yeah, you're yeah. burning. Yep. Um, so I, I just thought, you know, <laughs> Somewhere down the line, I'm going to get caught in some of this. People are going to find out I'm crazy or people are going to find out I'm a pervert. And either way, I'd rather die than face all that shame. Yeah. Man. Well, uh, where do we go from there? <laughs> yeah. Big difference in anxiety and stress, people. It's, yeah. It... So in the weeks following that event, uh, what happens with work, family, friends, all that stuff. I thought we were just going to laugh and tell dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> drink we can beer. do that too. We can do that. Oh, so heavy. Um, so yeah, the weeks after, here's what I remember. Um, three days after being in ICU, I started to feel my toes again. I could wiggle them. Um, <laughs> which can I tell you, that was a big freaking miracle. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really, I thought, I'm going to live and I'm going to be a fucking vegetable. This is fantastic. Do you know how great this is? Oh my God. (laughs) Well, it's like you said, man, I fucked up suicide. How bad is that? Hey, nurse Nancy, don't leave a sharp needle in here. (laughs) Don't turn your back, bitch. I mean, like, this is bad. Sorry, y'all can edit out, bitch. I'm sure. No, we're not going to edit it. Sorry, Nancy. Sorry, Nancy. I don't think it's Nancy. Anyway, um, So, yeah, three days later, um, the orderly brings a wheelchair in. I get out of the hospital bed for the first time. Um, Hey, let me tell you something. Catheter, no fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't remember it going in. Remember it coming out. Uh Oh, God. Right up the old peen hole, huh? And and let me tell you, they don't pull it out gently. They they say oh. one, two, three, yeah, and it is out. And and I I screamed. <laughs> did like did a, you take my dick with it? Thank you. Uh, I I mean, wow, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I was a, I've never had one. That's my one dread about going into the hospital well, for anything. Whew. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there are no words. There are no words. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> they don't 
Like, I don't know what they do down there in Cuba at the whatever that place is where they torture people. But that's all they should do. Just give every fucking one of them a catheter and rip it out like three times a day. Just do that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so back to the series. Uh, <laughs> got real heavy for a minute. I had to lighten it up just. It was it was just a little heavy. Um, but yeah, they, they roll me from ICU. They roll me down the hall. Uh, down to the basement. Of course, of course, the psych ward's in the basement, guys. Of course, it is. Yeah, that um, seems. Uh... That's precious, right? Yeah. I mean, they uh, they couldn't put you on an island or something. I mean, like to make it more cliche. Right. So, um, roll. I remember rolling up to these big ass brown metal doors, like the biggest metal doors you've ever seen, and they roll me through, and those doors slam behind me, and I think this is it. Like, I'm a, if I wasn't crazy before, I'm officially crazy now. I am on this hall, locked on here with the real crazy people. <laughs> and, um, boy, that's, that's a really hopeless feeling because here I am, that kid that was the honor roll student on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like the world's on top of me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I'm the youth pastor and I'm the worship leader and, as far as I know, they don't know what's going on yet. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so I spent a week there, and um, I lovingly referred to it for a long time as the arts and crafts floor. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you something. Safety that's scissors a, everywhere. That's bullshit. Uh, it is, it's like the worst vacation Bible school imaginable <laughs> and everybody there got off the short bus. I mean, it is so fucking ridiculous. So you're going to have to edit that out. No, we, <laughs> we don't edit anything, man. That's so cool. Not a damn thing. If people, don't, if people don't like it, they don't have to listen. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we have an E on our, on our podcast for a reason. Yeah. Steve at I am Steve Austin.com. So, um, yeah. So we cut stuff out of magazines and we glued it on construction paper and we sat in a circle and we talked about what made us happy, sad, mad, and glad. Like it's, it's a vacation Bible school. Yeah. And so Steve Austin feels Scarlett Johansson today. I'm sure that's a movie reference that I don't know. No, it's not. It's not. I was just, (laughs) no, he's just cutting stuff out of magazines. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Steve Austin <laughs> feels like Twizzlers today. Right, I'm cut her out. Take her. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so there's that. Um, we took naps. We ate three meals a day and had a snack. And and we called. Right? Like I'm it, sorry, I'm laughing, but that's that's I mean, it. Really fish. is VBS. It, it really is VBS with a nap. Yeah. What is this shit supposed to be doing? Um, and we could call our safe people. <laughs> So it's it's vacation Bible school mixed with prison. Uh, <laughs> well, vacation Bible school kind of yeah, is prison, if we're honest. Yeah. yeah, sure. So um, yeah, that's what I called it for the longest time. But then, about three years after the fact, I realized just how much the psych ward is like the church. Hmm. We are there together. Many of us at our lowest possible point, looking for hope, trying to get better. We all know what it's like to have been in hell, whatever that looks like, 
you know, and and we're talking about you know the ideal church. We're talking about the things that matter. We're talking about how to recover from all the bad shit that has been done to us and all the shitty things that we have done. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of similarities there. So I remember my wife coming back, picking me up, driving home. I remember the exit signs going by, going down the interstate, that two-hour drive home. Of course we weren't 15 <laughs> minutes. We're two hours from home. Yeah. <laughs> exit signs going by, and I'm thinking, what do I do tomorrow? Mm. And am I ever going to go back to church again? Because that was my whole world. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, if I didn't feel out of place then, if I didn't already have some questions and doubts that I wasn't telling anybody um, – well, hey, yeah, it's all out there now. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that here's what we did, and it doesn't work for everybody. And some people absolutely disagree with what we chose to do. But fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we said, you know what? We're Lindsay said, I know the man I married. This is the worst possible thing ever. I didn't know that there could be pain this deep. I didn't know I could hurt this bad. I didn't know I could feel this scared and alone and frightened and angry and crushed. But I will stand by your side if you will get really freaking honest about everything that's ever hurt you, about every trauma that you've ever experienced, about every lie you've ever believed, about every lie you've ever told, about everything that you've ever been through. If you will tell the truth and hold nothing back, I will go with you to counseling. I will stand by your side. I will watch you be healed in a way that you aren't comfortable with, aren't familiar with, and ain't going to look nothing like what the little church boy thinks, mm. but I will stand by your side. Um and man, she did. We uh, it's been five years. We've uh, we just celebrated our ten year wedding anniversary, <laughs> and uh, and we have a little girl now. So we have a six year old <laughs> boy and a three and a half year old going on thirty seven year old little girl. <laughs> man, it's it is it's great. And um, and the greatest disservice would be to say, boom, five years and, and life is all better. Like no, that's bullshit. It's it's right. been a lot of work, a whole yeah. lot of work. It, yeah. It's been everything that she pointed her finger in my face and was ready to cut me, you know. Um, it's been all of that. It's been telling the truth even when it's uncomfortable. It's been um, talking about all the ways that I have been hurt and wounded and all the ways I have fucked up and made some really stupid decisions and done some really dumb things. Mm. Um, just telling the truth. Um, let me tell you, you – you feel overwhelmed. You feel like you're drowning. You feel hopeless listening to this podcast. Just start telling the truth. You start there. You find somebody that yep. you can tell the truth to. Oh my gosh, it'll rock your world. Yep. Yeah. So do you uh, do you consider yourself these days a, a hopeful person? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting listening to your story for a number of reasons. But one, it kind of reminded me when we had when we interviewed Rob Bell for the podcast, he talked about the difference between hope and optimism. And basically the conclusion that he's come to is that optimism is just sort of this vague feeling that everything's going to be okay. But people that are ho- have hope are people that have say that everything's going to be cool and everything's going to be okay. But those are people that have seen some shit. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, he talked in our interview, he talked about the Dalai Lama and, um, uh, God damn Tutu. It. Desmond Tutu. <laughs> and he'd actually met them. And he's like, these are guys that have, I mean, he's like, you know, you talk about enemies. The Dalai Lama's enemies is China. <laughs> like all, all one billion of right. them, right? Yeah. Like Desmond, you know, Desmond Tutu has seen like in his country genocide, um, you know, and so like he's like these are these are guys that have legitimate hope for the future for the, for where the world is headed, and the, and these are guys that have come through that shit and still go, yeah, it's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Um, yeah, and and your story kind of reminded me of that. that you're you're still here. Um. Mm. I am still here. You're still yeah. here, and 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 not only just still here, but you're doing. You seem to be doing well. Mm. So, could you could you talk about hope a little bit for anybody that's listening that maybe doesn't have a whole lot of that yeah. these days? Yeah, yeah. I you know what I listen to um, Oprah. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all, y'all, I love Oprah. Okay, love it, Oprah. Oprah's fine. No, um, no, ju- no judgment yep. here. I love freaking Oprah. We like so Oprah she, so we have to be okay with Oprah. <laughs> like y'all interviewed him like when he was, or listened to him when he at the conference when he was still a Christian, and then you had him on your show. Like that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I love. Him. Um, but oh, uh, where was I going? See, here I go trying to make jokes. Oprah, forget what I was going to say. Oprah. Oh, so Oprah was interviewing um, Joe Biden. Uncle mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I love Uncle Joe. <laughs> Tracy's listening and she's got more. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask a question about her later, but you just nailed it. That's all I needed. I love Tracy with all my heart. She'll be on my show in two weeks. I love her. That's awesome. Uh, oh, man. Yes. Play my ukulele, Joe. Okay. So, um,. <laughs> Oprah's talking to Joe, and I have like the whole interview was amazing. And I didn't know what a, I'll say it this way, at least what a deeply spiritual man he presents himself to be. Yeah. Um, Uber Catholic. Mm-hmm. But one of the thing that stuck out is if we don't have hope, we have nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's talking in light of losing his son, you know, to brain cancer. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, you talk about getting choked up. He talks about his grandson comes walking up and grabs onto his coat and smells his coat and says, just let me smell you. You smell like my dad. Jesus. Like, shit. I'm done. Fuck all that. Yep. Oh, so, um, hope. Yeah. I used to think that hope was like light and iridescent and like, you know, like there were fairies attached to it and yep. all that shit. Yep. Um, but I, you know, I wrote a blog on my site, I, I don't know, a couple of months ago called Hope is the Thing with Claws. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's hope to me these days. Hope is that thing that digs in and says, oh, hell no. Yeah. Not on my watch. We're not giving up yet. And it came from a talk I had with Kay Warren who lost her son to suicide yeah. here a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Um, and I thought, what are, you know, what's Kay Warren and I going to have to talk about? But <laughs> like, y'all, she's so honest. She, yeah. she is not who I thought she was. She's mm-hmm. so great. Um, and, and so for me, hope is, it's, it's letting go. It's letting go of the heaviness. It's letting go of, mm. um, of all the bullshit, right? Of of all the stuff that we see day after day on Facebook and Twitter and this 
jackass in the White House. Like all, <laughs> it's letting go of all that, and and then you add on top of that pain that we've endured in the name of God. Um, the things that have happened to us from the church, yeah. you know, because church's not always the greatest place in the world. Um, but it's letting go of of anger and pain and bitterness so that we can embrace God again because we have to learn to separate the sometimes really shitty behavior of other people from the character of God. And that's where I slipped up off. I kept saying, but you're a, you know, a pastor, you're a teacher, you're a this, you're that, you're a Christian. Uh, and wow, you know, you really treated me like shit. But, um, for me, they're like, Jesus still matters. Mm in a big way to me. I don't have theology figured out for shit. Uh, I don't have the answers. I got so many doubts and there's so much stuff that makes no sense whatsoever. But the example that I see in the life of Jesus, fictional or not, whatever that is, the example that I see, that's the life I want to live. I want to try to be like that guy, that character. Whatever works for you. Um, and so I have to disconnect from fear and reconnect to love. And, and when I do that, I, I do feel hopeful because I think for me, Jesus is hope. Jesus is – I had this crazy experience in the ICU room day one. I can't feel my legs. My liver's about <laughs> to fail. I hate my life. I hate myself. Biggest fuck up ever. And I feel this warm hand on my chest and I hear this whisper in my ear. I'm not finished with you yet. And like y'all, I can't make that up. And I would have never said that to myself. So for me, that's God. That's Jesus. That's hope. And it's this Mm. hope is this hub, this stubborn refusal to give up on the promise that better days are coming. Mm-hmm. That's hope. That's hope for yeah. it's it's Paul Young saying there's no darkness that I bring to the table that God is not already in. Huh. And at the very darkest place you will find that Jesus is there asking for an invitation into your darkness. That's hope for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh let's let's say I, I don't know where everybody's at that listens to our podcast. I mean, you know, we've got, you know, a few thousand downloads a week or whatever. My Bad. guess is there's somebody there that isn't doing so well. Practical advice. What what practical advice would you give to somebody listening that is having these thoughts? Um, what 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 can you say to them? You're not alone. Um, you're not the only one. Today won't last forever. Hard days don't get to define you. Take a deep breath. <laughs> you are not just the sum of your failures and your mistakes. Um, it's okay if other people don't agree with you. It's okay if other people are disappointed in you. 
it's okay if other people don't approve of you. You don't have to have your shit together all the time. Um, and like I said earlier, just just start telling the truth. It, when you start living honestly with yourself, you empower other people to do the same thing. So you take off the mask of performance-based Christianity, which has worn all our asses out. It's worn us all out. We're all exhausted. Yep. Yeah. We're tired of trying to fake it to make it. So take the damn thing off. Stop believing that God is somehow going to snap his fingers or her fingers and make everything suddenly better and maybe believe that God will at least be present with you when life sucks because sometimes life sucks and that's not your fault. Yeah. And, and just let go of this like rosy painted picture of what life should be and accept life as it is and ask for help. If life is not what you want it to be, if your health is not where you think it should be, if your hands are shaking for no good reason, if you're feeling so sad that you don't want to get out of bed, tell somebody and ask for help. Preach. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, so I, I, we, we, I want to wrap this up because I want to be respectful of your time. So I want to ask a question. It's kind of t- a two-parter, and then I, I want to do a lightning round if you've got time. How are you doing on time? Oh, I'm good. i got all the time in the world. All right, He's cool. on our time. He's in Alabama. Same time. time. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, I want to, so I, I, another, so I, I listened to your story on the, the CXMH podcast, um, early on. And then, um, I, I, I kind of ran into your story again. Um, I was doing uh, um, uh, atheism for Lent. And oh yeah, my my wife uh, was doing it with me as well, and she's like, "Have you heard this story on on the atheism for Lent?" It's a closed Facebook group um, for whoever then was doing it. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And so she says, "Check out this this uh, uh, the Steve Austin thread." And so I get on there and I and I read your story. Could you talk a little bit about um if you're comfortable with with your deconstruction um kind of your exit from the church and then and and then kind of where that's at now and, and kind of talk about what you're doing now because I think that's important because you um I don't know where I don't know where you're at with the church, but I think what you're doing now is is super, super important. So could you talk about that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded that's like five questions yeah, in one. It really is. Oh, those jackasses. So uh <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Um uh, that that those jackasses is how I felt for a long time. Um and then I realized how gross that is, and that I'm I'm no better, um, and that we're all – we've all got a story. We've all got a history. We've all got baggage. Um, we've all been taught all sorts of crap, and we're all just trying to do our best. Yeah. Um, some of us are clearly bigger assholes than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> but we're – I think most of us are just trying to do our best yeah. um, at, at humaning, which <laughs> is really fucking difficult. Um, I, 
Oh, the church is a tough one for me. It's a, it's a real strained relationship. I've left, um, I think three times. <laughs> um, here's how I think about it. How, how I, when I'm telling why I stopped hating the church, <laughs> this is how I frame it. When I was 12, I was riding my bike, fell off, hurt my arm really bad. Uh, I was convinced it was broken immediately. It, I mean, it hurt. I had never had a hurt like that. Yeah. Obviously, this was before the catheter. And so <laughs> I, we didn't have a whole lot of money. My dad was a fireman um, and, and from a different generation. Y'all know that yeah. old generation where you, you know, maybe you take a Tylenol, you put some ice on it, but you don't go to the doctor for every damn thing. Yeah. And, and that was just his generation. He wasn't an asshole. Um, he was just calm under pressure, um, very practical. And I get all that now as a 35 year old and a dad, but as a 12 year old, I was pissed. (laughs) And so I wake up the next day, it's still hurting. And he finally says, okay, let's go to the doctor. So we go to the hospital and they do x-rays and the guy comes out holding this flimsy film and he says, yep, it's got a fracture. And I remember staring across that hospital room at my dad thinking, you son of a, you know, like I was so mad, but he wasn't there when I fell. He didn't see the pea gravel, uh, you know, that made me slip. Um, he knew I was hurt, but he didn't know how bad I was hurt. And he did what he thought was right. It didn't soften the blow. My arm was still broken, but but here's here's where I, it takes a turn for me. So what if I had taken a baseball bat to his truck because he didn't respond as quickly or in the most appropriate way, in my opinion? Um, or what if we got back from the hospital and I've got a cast on and my mom slaps him in the face because he didn't immediately take me to the ER? Hmm. So that was my response to the church for 10 years, more than 10 years. Um a baseball bat, you know, a slap in the face (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I had been wronged by religion. I was broken. I was outraged. I had open sores left by my experiences. And instead of opening up my heart, opening up my soul to God, whatever that means for you, um, I just sort of like smeared a bloody mess on the church's steeple and said, fuck you, you know, don't question you know, you did this. Um, our experience with the church, I grew up there. My wife and I tried to um, help start a church plant. <laughs> Been there. Hell. Yeah, like really, dear God, there is no kind of hell like starting a church plant. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, oh, son of a gun. Um, and, and here's the thing. Starting that church plant, we sat around in our living room with other people who'd been wounded by the church, and we're all just – picking each other's scabs. We're all just talking about the ways that we'd been screwed over and harmed by religion. And so eventually it dissolved and we left and everybody went their own way because it's really hard to find healing when that's all you're doing, when all you're doing is picking at your scabs. And so um, I think about that day that I broke my arm. I think about the day that I was abused as a preschooler, and it's been probably two years, maybe three now, um, that I drove over there 
didn't tell anybody. I just got in my truck and drove, and I knew where I was going, but I didn't need to say a word. And the pink crepe myrtle was still in the backyard, and I, I couldn't – I didn't have any good words, and I couldn't even cry. And I'm a crier, okay? <laughs> uh, but I, I just I just needed to go there and stand there and say, you know what? You don't own me anymore. Um, yeah, this thing happened, but this is not – I'm so much more than the victimization that I experienced. Mm. And – you know, I for what thirty years I set up a tent and I lived right there in that driveway, in that side yard by the pink crepe myrtle in my parents' yard. Um, but I got back in my truck that day and I boohooed my eyes out mm. because injustices just like that happen in churches across the country, around the world, and people are broken, and they're broken in the name of God by sometimes well-meaning people and sometimes by people who know better. But for me, I decided I don't want to live inside the identity of a person who was wronged forever. Like yeah. there's more life than that. And yeah. so I drove away and I haven't been back. And when it comes to the church, um, you know, there's people out there that make a living throwing stones at the church. You know, um, they've written books, they've got big ass blogs and, and like, that's their shtick. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't want my children to know me as this angry, bitter old man who was hurt by Christians, you know, mm -hmm. 30 years ago. I want to set boundaries. I want to heal. I want to say, you know what? Hell no, you're not going to hurt me again. But I also want to say there's more to life than this. Um, and Grace applies to me, but it also applies to preachers and everybody sitting in the pew next to me. And um, I just, I don't know, I just don't want to be defined that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, I couldn't really tell you the last time I was in church, but if there were a church that I felt like, hey, this is different and this is going to feed my soul and I could take my kids here and feel safe, I'd go. I'd go again. Yeah. Sure. Same. Um, so, so talk about what you're doing now. Cause I think that's, that's what is, I, I think for me, the most beautiful, beautiful part of your story is, is what you have been doing lately with, with some of the things you're doing online. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am, I'm a co-host on CXMH. So my buddy Robert Vohr started this podcast, CXMH. It's, um, a podcast at the intersection of Christianity and mental health. And, hi, um, Robert Vore. Hi, Bobby. He hates oh, oh, God, he's going to be so mad. Bobby! Oh, I haven't called him that in a year. Oh, he's going to be so pissed. Uh, oh, Hit so, us up oh, on Twitter, Bobby, when I'm you get this. Feeling, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, he's going to be so mad. Oh, Bobby oh, V. Oh, son of a bitch. He's never going to talk to me. <laughs> it was a great show. Oh, wow. It was a great while it lasted. Six beers. Six beers. So, uh, um, so we're, we were doing that show, and it was a great show. Um, but we, um, we bring on a, a faith leader, and then we bring on a mental health professional pretty much every episode and just talk about 
stuff. We talk about the things that that matter in that world. And so uh, it's really, it's really, really cool to be able to give a little education and then give some personal story and, and give people some hope. So I do that. Um, and then I have my own show, um, Ask Steve Austin. And it's, it's why just did a, you not call it Ask Stone Cold? Uh, God, you'd have literally like 10 times the listenership. <laughs> that you I'm sure that bald jackass would try to come <laughs> and kick my butt. Ask, th- ask 316. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a trademark. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so I do that, and, and I, I get to have people on from all sorts of walks of life. People um, people want to call it a Christian podcast, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like Christian ice cream. No, it's not. Gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gross. You're the testaments of, a, uh, of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Christian ice cream. <laughs> what does Christian ice cream t- taste like? Grape juice and animal crackers? <laughs> and shame and grief. Fear. The yeah. blood of Christ. It tastes like fear. <laughs> Felt boards. I don't know. It, this tastes like burning. <laughs> this tastes like the blood of Christ. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's funny because people say that, and then I'm like, you know what? The two most popular podcasts uh, are the one about how do I get more sex <laughs> and uh, six things you might not know about being a Muslim. So <laughs> Interesting. Probably not your grandma's kind of Christian. <laughs> so, next question: How do we get more sex, Steve? Uh, how, how how does that happen? <laughs> have y'all had the girls from Free Sex podcast on this show? Yet? No, no, we, we totally not. need to do that. They are amazing. All right, we're gonna do okay. that. Katie and Candace, they're so much fun. They're Katie, so much Candace, fun. let's yes. do this. Okay. I mean, they look, y'all. We talked about plugging, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you're rally, Michael. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Plugging mm. is Michael's safe. I really don't even know what plugging is, but I just like. I to think learn. you can probably use I your guess. Uh, imagination. There's only so many holes you can stick something in, Michael. Use your imagination. Challenge not accepted. So, Steve, let's talk about your ministry some more. <laughs> Wasn't that special? Oh man! <laughs> All right, so your blog too. Where's what your? What's the link to your blog? <laughs> trip, trip on it one more time. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my blog, yeah, gracesmessy.com. Sweet. And yeah. then you also do life coaching. I do. You know, that's it. That's the coolest thing. It's so much fun. It. I sort of feel like a pastor again, but I get to be a pastor the way that I yep. was always yep. a pastor. Anyway, totally get it. Getting in trouble for. Yep. Um, it's it's this. It's coming at somebody's situation and saying, "Hey, I don't have all the answers." Let me get that beer burp out. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> that's what happens. You, you drink cheap, cheap beer, Steve. That's, yeah, right. that's what right. happens. Yes. But. But you do. You have all the answers. The answers are already inside of you. And so I just help people dig. I help people get really honest, strip away the bullshit, and and get really honest about who they are and where they want to go. So people who are looking at the past and all the stuff that has happened to them, they need to go to a counselor and mm-hmm. I absolutely refer them there. But if they've yeah. done that and they're ready to move forward and – and create a new life, whatever that looks like. Then that's what I get to do with counseling, and it, I get fired up about it. It's so much fun. Is that primarily online? 
Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, so far, 100 percent online. We we talk over the phone or we talk through Skype and, um, you know, we set up a schedule that works for them uh, once a week, a couple times a month, whatever. Where can people find that online? Yeah, if you go to IamSteveAustin.com, all that information is there. Sweet. All right. Uh, and then your book. We haven't even mentioned your book. They made a book out yeah, of it? Yeah, a couple of them. They made a book out of yep. it? Yep. <laughs> they made a book out of it. There's, uh, there's a couple of them. Um, the one that people really know is from Pastor to a Psych Ward. Okay. And it's the story that we've spent the last hour talking about. Um, you can get it for free if you go to um, either one of my sites, IamSteveAustin.com or GraceIsMessy.com, and sign up for my newsletter. Uh, you get the ebook for free, uh, or you can go pay for it on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and we're going to give away uh, three copies on Twitter. So if anybody is listening to this, go to um, uh, Twitter.com slash Pastors Podcast, and uh, the, the pinned tweet will give you in the next week, uh, the pinned tweet will give you uh, the information how to to enter to to win a copy of Steve's book. Y'all retweet it like a mofo. Yeah. <laughs> Even so if awesome. you get get the free ebook, sign up to get the free ebook and then also get the hard copy by retweeting this tweet. And if you want to go to all the trouble of sending the books to me, I'll autograph them, I'll personalize them just there for you. you. Sweet. So there you go. Um, but the other one that I, I, I love to talk about too is self-care for the wounded soul. And so it's a 21-day self-care journal, and, and it includes Jesus sort of as I see Jesus today. It's, it's a very progressive uh, faith lens, and it's just all about how to create a lifestyle of self-care. So it's called Self-Care for the Wounded Soul. Love nice. It. Love it. All right. Ready for lightning round? Let's do it. All right. As a former worship pastor, what was your favorite song? You don't necessarily have to agree <laughs> with the theology in it. What was your favorite song to, to play as a worship leader? Man. <laughs> uh, okay. Take All theology right. out of it. Just okay. favorite okay, one Chris to jam Tomlin. to. I love 10,000 Reasons. Oh. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good song. Matt Redman. Oh, yeah. man. I, oh, was I, it Matt Redman? I, I said Chris Tomlin. Yeah, that's all right. I played I'm sure Chris guy. Tomlin had a, had, a, had a version of it. I somewhere. played the shit out of that one. I made the hell out of it, sure. Yep. Okay. My, my Glorious was my go-to. Oh, uh, yeah, Delirious. I could, I could crank the distortion. Shit, that's so good. That is a fun song. Yeah, it was. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Fa- uh, beverage. The what are you talking about? Oh. My My Glorious? No, but find me in the river. That's delirious too. Oh, you know, oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, the, delirious had a ton of songs that people don't even realize. Yeah, I could sing real well because their versions were never any good. But like anybody, no, time anybody delirious. else redid them, they were better. I love delirious. <laughs> they were not accessible. It was, which it was, was delirious. They weren't. It was del- delirious five, Michael. Delirio five. Delirio five. <laughs> uh, beverage of choice. Oh man, I love a Cahaba Blonde. So it's a local beer. Mm. It's you know light as can be because that's the only thing I drink. Uh, <laughs> if it if it looks like really healthy piss water, then that's that's probably what I drink. <laughs> if it's uh, it's got a sort of a wheat color. <laughs> Nice. Goddamn yeah. lightweights, man. You're welcome. Yeah, nothing dark. If it tastes like hoppy anything, you can keep your fucking peanut butter porter bullshit. Oh. <laughs> um, the last album you listened to start to finish. Oh. Oh, Chris Stapleton. Okay. Yeah. I, I need to get into him more. I, I like, like his I, first album. 
in I've not like, heard of him. His the Onion yes. did it said it was one of the most anticipated albums in the next month at least. Like three albums you need to listen to this month. They had that as one of them. So I need to so, look. I grew up on Travis Tritt. And if I close <laughs> my eyes, I can still see those tight leather pants. <laughs> it's solid. He I, think, did. I think Steve just came out of the closet. Did you just come out of the closet, Steve? Travis fucking Tritt. <laughs> I channeled my mother. We've done almost 100 episodes. First Travis Tritt, Tritt reference. Yep. Congrats. Good, Man, job. You Good job, Steve. You can play a movie on that guy's forehead. <laughs> Those those eyes though, <laughs> um, that flowing mane of stringy this is the hair. Longest lightning round ever. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> texting or talking? Oh, texting! Don't you dare call me! Don't you dare! <laughs> Thank even God! Think yes, about, and Amen. And don't you dare leave me a voicemail. <laughs> oh, who are you? Oh, oh man. Um, okay, so. Really get it? Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Oh, you cut out a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> um, h- how do you like your coffee? Black. Yeah. There I had so many things to add after that, but there are children listening. Yeah. yeah I gotcha. <laughs> yep. Um, I hope there are no children listening. Strong, strong and black. I remember my papa, papa telling me one time. He's like, "I like my coffee like I like my women. Strong and black." Yeah. I was like, "Really?" <laughs> I yep, like my coffee like my like my women bitter and Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy when I worked at Starbucks who would come through every day and um would order his coffee like his president black. So. Oh my wow. Yeah. Wow, buddy. I, you know what? I had a stint at Starbucks. Oh, you did? Were you, a, a barista? Yeah, it lasted about six weeks. Oh man! Yeah, that's about the average life. That's about the average lifespan anymore. We're in all, uh, we're in every store in Indiana, basically, and that's probably about the average lifespan of one. That's the yeah. worst thing ever. Oh yeah. my god! I, was I thought part- I liked people. I was yeah. a partner for uh, for eight years at Starbucks. Yeah, wow. I thought I would have done better, like with having a degree and speaking in tongues, and people come like. <laughs> Spouting off mocha chunk of bullshit so fast, but no. Didn't help. Nope. Um, Do you believe in the multiverse? The what? (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Next question. Uh, That's the best fucking answer to that we've ever had. Not a clue. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> or but now, if we're, if we're going to ask that, and I'm going to throw a country spin on it, just a good old country shit is really yeah. good. I do like some bitch, too. Some oh, bitch, some bitch is, a, is good. That's a yeah, good country yeah. one. All right. Um, I feel like I need to do one last one. I think we're good. We're probably Let, good. Let's we do one more. Let's do one more. Um, what is... Um, let's do, uh, favorite TV show of all time. If, please say 700 Club. <laughs> <laughs> we answered it for you. Nothing further. Thank you. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I was talking to you guys. You know what? Uh, okay. You're not a big wife, TV person, right? I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge pop culture person. <laughs> I have no culture whatsoever. Uh, well, you are, you are in Alabama, so. 
Right, exactly. They just got uh, Knight Rider. <laughs> any of my favorite shows I've watched on Netflix and binged watched with my wife five years after they came out. So two favorites. Uh, the first one I just watched last year, beginning to end, The West Wing. Greatest show oh. on television. Oh, okay. Uh, and the second would be Parenthood. I cried. Like oh, oh, my gosh. You should talk to my wife. She like loves that show. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my man. God. Yeah, I cried so many times. I probably cried. Becky, that show. If Becky, you comment in the pub that I just said I cried like a bitch. Screw you, Becky. Hey, Becky. <laughs> screw you. This is not your podcast. <laughs> Becky Seville, this is not your podcast. <laughs> Take that shit somewhere else, sister. <laughs> We're all about ethering, Becky. That's fine. Yes, let's do that. Actually, let's just spend the next 20 minutes just doing that. I'm fine with that. Okay, all right, I'll stay. I'll stay. Gosh, awesome. you put your the bed in there. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> awesome, Steve. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. This we has been we literally gave you like no notice. We we're like, hey, so uh, we have an opening. You want to do it? And you're like, it's like in two days. Like, sure, great. <laughs> so Look, you've got man. two days to prepare. Do you want to talk about your suicide attempt? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Sounds we like, like a, have the heaviest episode we've ever had. Right. Like sounds, sounds like a jolly good time. Let's <laughs> yeah, do this. Right. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. This has been great, man. I really, truly, personally, I truly appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Hey, well, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, We'll, we'll, have, we'll have you back on. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Do that anytime. We'll talk about Travis Tritt <laughs> when, he, when he drops a new mixtape. T-R-O-U-B-L-E, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Brad. Uh, just... Uh, in case anybody's listening and is finding themselves in a hopeless place, uh, thinking about having suicidal thoughts, that kind of thing, I just wanted to throw out the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, the number, it's 24 hours available. availability. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. Uh, I think Steve is proof that there is hope. Uh, please do not do anything to harm yourself. Send us a message yeah. on Twitter, on Facebook. Absolutely. We'll respond immediately. Um, just it, it'll be. We can get through this, and yeah. well, we can help you get through this. You're and not you're alone. There, you're not alone. You're there not are alone. people that can help you. Uh, so once again, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. You're not the only one who's felt hopeless. Yep, we're there. Now that we puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. The five stars get red, but one star is dead to us. Feedback. He has that, that, that beat. Uh, My God, it's nine twenty. That is worse than I remember it being. Even <laughs> all right, uh, I didn't remember it being all that great. <laughs> Feedback. Stop. Go ahead, Matt. Matt. What do you got? We have a five star review. Yay! Yay! Finally, one of you stood up from Dylan one zero six six. Dylan. Hi, Dylan. It's called uh, in parentheses chanting, and then podcast, podcast, podcast. <laughs> nice cast. Good cast. A cast I would like to write Sharpie names on. There's a whole <laughs> lot of words here. Nice for those who cannot read at a fourth grade plus level. Stars are intrinsically worth absurd amounts of money, but still five stars. In the context of this demeaning pod world, 
would love to meet the writer of this podcast. How are they able to create such a vivid, unique, intelligent conversation? And character is incredible. On to the next one. Justice League 2017. Mediocre film. <laughs> Nothing happened. Lady Bird. Phenomenal. Um, is that a bot? Thanks. I, I'm pretty sure we just got you? our first I bot review. I guess. I'll take it. It's, it's five stars. Bots. It's five stars or whatever, but that's pretty incomprehensible. Thanks, Dylan Bot. We love you long, Tim. Jeez. <laughs> okay, moving on to uh, other feedback. Corrections and clarifications. Uh, I'm going to say this last name because I'm assuming this is how it's uh, this is said. Let's not laugh about it. Jessica Nipple. It's K-N-I-P-P-E-L, right? I, I'm not laughing about it. What's her name? I am. At Pastor's Podcast. Also, SoCal McDonald's still carry hot mustard sauce per rant before yep. Derek Webb podcast episode. Send that shit a box. Yes. yes. We will pay God. for the shipping. Send yes. I want to be buried. I want to be buried in a vat of hot mustard. I know. Yeah. If if you live in in Southern California, in the send OC. us a box. Don't call it that. <laughs> what? In the OC. Don't call it that. Uh, send yeah. us some hot mustard if yeah. you can get your hands we'll, on it. We'll send you money. Oh, we my God. That stuff. We're loaded. I'm not sending you any <laughs> freaking money because it's free. All right. No, I mean for shipping. Shut well, your face. Well, well, Alternate hashtag. Jared at Mocking Turd. I don't care what hashtag they choose for a pastor's podcast this week. I'm using hashtag throbbing and grotesque, the Michael Basinger story. Fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> My proudest achievement. I'm going to say fuck you to everybody who sees that one. <laughs> Honorable mention, Revved Fiona Jenkinson at Revved Sister. Pastor's podcast. <laughs> Good day, mate. The Queen's English, chaps. I'm sure she says blokey all the time. Hashtag hip grandma. That was more Australian. Sorry, kind of was, was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Wow. what was that? It was uh, it was fuck you. Uh, Doubting Thomas <laughs> at faster than gravy. Seems like I remember Pastor's podcast talking about swearing less. It seems to have gone like at Pauline Matt deciding to start running. <laughs> definitely has a helmet. Not really sure why I didn't put that in the top ten. Now that's, that I look yeah, at that's it, pretty good. Yeah, that's my, pretty good. My apologies, faster than gravy. Also, eat my granddad. Michael yeah. Collins at Snuggle Toots. Pastors podcast absolutely loved episode ninety four with Hillary McBride. Still Always insightful. We'll be picking up her book, Mothers, Daughters, and Body Image. Hashtag yep. definitely he has too. a helmet. <laughs> nice. God, it just totally ruins it, doesn't it? Uh, Michael Collins at Snuggle Toots again. This is a top ten. Or no, is this, this is uh, this is uh, honorable mention. Pastors podcast. Poor Michael. <clears throat> Thanks. You'll always be my favorite pastor. Oh, thanks, Hashtag buddy. Hashtag throbbing and grotesque. Fuck Hashtag you. Michael Basinger autobiography. You. Hashtag you are a beautiful person. Hashtag deeper than a muffin tin. Hashtag Brad and Matt can eat a ducking thick. A fucking dick. And it says ducking thick. Hashtag Thank you, Michael. We, we got that. Definitely has a helmet. Uh, we got a lot of deeper than a muffin tin. I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, that was my riff. Yeah. Was it? It, it was. It I don't remember. I was I like, said, I was sitting in my living room, being like, "What the fuck is that?" I said, "Michael's was deep. Michael's mom was deeper than a That's <laughs> right. Yep, yeah. there it is. Uh, Sandra Turnbull at Goddess <laughs> Turnbull at Goddess Kindled of uh, Strope Waffle and Salty Licorice fame. Seize out <laughs> of Sin More Waffles. Seize out Vaterverken fame. Sin More Waffles. 
Uh, yeah, seriously, just, just God, I, wanted, I want my heart to explode from strope waffles. Uh, At Pastors Podcast, this episode was so good, but every Hillary, Hillary McBride interview is. Yeah. I was shopping for Christmas gifts for my daughters who live in Australia while listening. Now I have to Google Newcastle landmarks. Hashtag definitely has a helmet. <laughs> P.S. Her album has to happen. My kind of zen. Yeah, yeah man, she it was, was good. so good. Courtney Vrabelick at Salvage Pie, Pastors Podcast. I just want to see if I can beat hashtag DP Burgers and Fries out of the top spot. Hashtag definitely has a helmet. <laughs> you didn't, Courtney. I'm sorry, sorry, Courtney. Uh, you did make the honorable mention, and that's uh, nothing to... We're still on honorable mentions? I'm, I'm moving on. Jesus. Brad Polly, the new Michael. Top yeah. 10, and fuck you both. Steve Austin at Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> not it's at i am steve austin <laughs> listening to episode 47 at pastor's podcast got some catching up to do favorite quote so far it's called climate change dumbass or what's the headline pat robertson i don't remember those 47 i don't remember what 47 i need was. to go back Jeez. uh it's a joshua casey okay oh. uh nine david sloss at dave the explorer how can you explain the success of pastor's podcast through almost 100 episodes maybe it is because they have hillary mcbride and brandon Anderson on so yeah. much how else can you explain something so hashtag throbbing and grotesque? Yeah. Fuck you. Hashtag definitely has a helmet. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I can't explain the success of this podcast. I can't either. At all. Yeah. And I won't even try. Nope. Number eight, Dan Burgess at DP Burgers and Fries. Burgers and Fries. Thanks to Brad for keeping me at the top spot, hoping to get the turkey this week. Uh, Not going to happen. Sorry. He jinxed it. Hashtag no I love Brad. Hopefully that doesn't change. Hashtag Matt is the angry one. That's true. That is true. Hashtag yay, Brad is back. Hashtag throbbing and grotesque. Hashtag the Michael Basinger story. Fuck you. Hashtag definitely has a helmet. Boy, that really, really took on a life of its own this week. As that you was, see. That I'm was making a rain fuck you is on this top ten. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Number man. seven, uh, Eric Flynn McCormick at Polly Named Eric. Pastors podcast after starring in hashtag pushing rope and hashtag Rambone Two Pineapple Express, hashtag the stump produces hashtag throbbing and grotesque the Michael Basinger story. Fuck you. Starring hashtag the Donk TM critic reviews, hashtag definitely has a helmet, and that it's like hashtag watching porn with your dad. <laughs> wow, that was a lot that's of hashtags. Good, lot and that's not number one. No. Oh man. Wow. Uh, it, I, only reason I didn't put it at number one, it, it tried, it, it insisted upon itself. <laughs> it was so good, though. It insists upon itself. Number, if anybody gets that reference, by the way, I 50 points I, to Griffin. I do. Hashtag Melissa Ron, it's no, because it has a point. It wants to be insistent. <laughs> number six. Melissa, oh, no, no, no. Melissa Ryan? Melissa Ryan. She's only a solid four. At, wow. What? What? She's the one who gave us a four-star review. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Melissa Ryan at... At Mel the Warrior. Pastors Podcast, ready for my audition for Hillary McBride feminist punk band. Hashtag pit stains. Just tell me where to send the audition tape. Nice. <laughs> Number five, Joshua Casey at the Joshua Malkovich Casey. At Pastors Podcast, really feel like Hillary McBride missed out on some podcast continuity by not learning man eater first on guitar. Hashtag throbbing and grotesque. Nice. Number four, lounge iguana. At Pastors Podcast, trying not to laugh like a loon on the London Underground as you guys lost it over the hashtags as it's probably illegal. Hashtag definitely has a helmet. Hashtag throbbing and grotesque. Hashtag so sorry, Michael. Fuck I can't. You. So I was thinking about I cannot 
talking about this podcast, I cannot goddamn believe that somebody is sitting on the London Underground listening to this and sack laughing. of shit. I know. And laughing, and laughing about it. Yeah. <sighs> Number three. <sighs> Bubbles, brews, and... Uh, Ball Sears. sacks, Bubble, bubbles, bruise, and ball sacks. <laughs> Put that on your at on your bubbles, tag. At bubbles, bruise, and ball sacks. Uh, hey, pastors, podcast. Please fire hashtag Last Christmas by Wham into the sun. Last good God, Christmas. there are <laughs> good God, there aren't enough negative adjectives to describe that song. Taylor Swift wrote it better. <laughs> this is it. You're welcome, Zach. Taylor Swift played it way better. This is for all of Scott's bullshit. <laughs> Number two, Pop Goulash podcast at Christmas. Pop Goulash. <laughs> Pastors podcast. Where can I get a copy of hashtag Throbbing and Grotesque, a memoir fuck by you. Michael J. Basinger? Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck. Fuck you. Hashtag eleven percent dick suck. <laughs> <laughs> only person I saw that used that kind of surprised. I am a little surprised by that. All hashtag right. I'll, hashtag I'll definitely that. has a helmet. Uh, number one. <laughs> number one, Doubting Thomas at Faster Than Gravy. Sometimes I pick up bad habits from Pastor's Podcasts. My wife apparently doesn't appreciate hashtag hardly newer jokes around the kids. <laughs> well done. Thank you so much. That's oh, amazing. Man. I I horse laughed in my living room reading that today. Hardly newer. So uh, let's let's ask this question real quick. Just real quick. Worst Christmas song ever. Uh, that goddamn Beatles, Beatles abomination. Song. I simply have a wonderful Christmas time. And my God, I hear it three times a I know. day in I, I talked to I talked to a Starbucks barista today oh. about that. I said that song is in a bot. She's like, I hate it all is the Christmas music. The worst. Yeah. Um, Char- that or that that friggin' Bono abomination of uh, Do they even know it's Christmas? I don't think I've heard that. No. Jesus. Let's do uh, Charo, um, <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Feliz what? Navidad. That's a deep cut. We have a Charo. L- Google it. Get get Charo while I'm reading closing time. Rate us on Apple Charo, Podcast. Charo, what the fuck? Feliz what Navidad. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us. Check out our website, gloriouspastors.com. Not on Apple Music. Uh, YouTube it. No, I'm not YouTube. Um, shit. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you on patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Support for the uh, support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub, talk to Steve Austin, uh, get bonus podcasts like Turd Talk, Pub Crawl, Hymns of Reconstruction, Buy Surround, and even help shape the content of this show. Please tell me one of you has Charo. Feliz Navidad. Uh, no, I don't think so. What's it? What was the title? Of it? Feliz Navidad. <clears throat> I'm working on it. Uh, this is Pee Wee and Charo. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Pee Wee and yep. Charo. That's it. That means Merry Christmas in Spanish. Wow. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Right. Children in Mexico celebrate Christmas by breaking the piñata. You get to break things for Christmas? Look, Pee Wee. I hung a piñata from the ceiling of the playhouse. God, it's I used to love this show, too. Toys. 
Are we gonna get it down? <laughs> well, that's the fun part, Pee-wee. I'm gonna blindfold you, and then you're gonna try to break it open with this stick. Pee-wee's so this excited. The only thing missing is Charo. Oh my gosh! Wow. Bit conky. There's Conky 2000, ready to assist you, Pee-wee. Feliz Navidad. Wow. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Wow. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. I do not remember this episode. <laughs> I sure as hell remember it. <laughs> if you went, in, you went Boy, inside into my brain, that is, that's it right there. It's really something. That is you, a deep <laughs> fucking cut. You can't remember the most basic elements you of your job. You can't remember anything about your job, but you can remember Charo. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Charo singing Feliz Navidad on, on Pee-wee's big pl- on Pee-wee's playhouse. <laughs> All right, hashtags. Where are we at, bitches? I want to win. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. All right. Hashtag boner pill middleman. Nice. Hashtag my dick is an atheist nightmare. <laughs> 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 Hashtag two and a half ant franks. No. Yep. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> Hashtag Nico Cousins Hotkins was right. <laughs> that's a pretty that's a that's a that's all right. Oh man. Hashtag two Donalds one cup. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ride this shit ship to port. <laughs> yep, indeed. Hashtag Limp Biscuit did it better. <laughs> Never knew her. Hashtag thrice fucked. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Hashtag crown royal wallet. Hashtag don't act like a some bitch. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag all about all about the pageantry. <laughs> Hashtag my wife was doing it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. That was you. You said something about atheism. My wife was doing it with me. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag hell is other church plants. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. This is a deep cut. Hashtag beautiful. <laughs> you said beautiful. I said beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? Because <laughs> I just wrote it down. I'm like, I'll come back to it later. I, I actually caught it. It was during the interview. You're like, it's beautiful. Be- something beautiful. 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 <laughs> oh, hashtag the testaments of podcasts. <laughs> hashtag really healthy piss water. <laughs> hashtag flowing mane of stringy hair. <laughs> it's about Travis Tritt. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag mocha choca bullshit. <laughs> Kinda like that. Kinky. <laughs> Super mocha kinky. Choca bullshit. <laughs> Sounds like something Donald Trump's into. I'm gonna think about that every time I'm in a store now when I'm working. <laughs> mocha if I hear somebody order, I'm gonna think mocha choca bullshit. 
<laughs> Hashtag Becky, take your shit elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, we love you. <laughs> is, that where, is that where he lands on that? <laughs> All right, that's all I got. Uh, hashtag, it's oh, where man. I was squeezed out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hashtag, tripping over my butt. <laughs> hashtag, football, football, army, and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, drive you nuts or make you feel better. Hashtag, worst vacation Bible school ever. <laughs> Psych ward is basically church. <laughs> ask, ask 316. <laughs> hashtag it's like Christian ice cream <laughs> Hashtag you could play a movie on that forehead <laughs> Sorry Travis Tra- Sorry Travis Tritt We're dragging Travis Tritt on our podcast There's something in almost 100 episodes I never thought I would be doing <laughs> uh, Hashtag a degree in speaking tongues <laughs> I have one of those Thank you Hashtag dark air Hashtag Brad Polly to the stiffening. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag deep throat a banana. (laughs) Might be might be my personal favorite. Hashtag Florida Santa. Hashtag Santa. Hashtag Jesus butt smuggling. Nice. Hashtag it's gonna be three dildos. <laughs> I'm so drunk. That's oh my great. god! Well, at least you don't have to drive. Hey, we're gonna do out. we're gonna do a, a, a breathalyzer, a breathalyzer at, at the end of this. We promised our fans. So, um, is that it? That's it. It's all all right. right. Hashtag smell the crust. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That might be the winner. <laughs> Did not see that coming out of anywhere. That's why it's so good. <laughs> uh, hashtag uh. Jesus butt smuggling. Hashtag thrice fucked. Hashtag Steve Austin is a mommy's mama's boy. Hashtag Back to the Future episode. Hashtag all about the pageantry. And hashtag sorry Nancy. It's gotta be smell the crust. Right? Smell the crust. <laughs> It's got to be. Although I do like, I'm up for either. Okay, I've got a couple of mine that I really like. Hashtag mocha choke of bullshit or hashtag my dick is an atheist nightmare. <laughs> I think we need to go with smell. The All crust. right, smell the crust. I think that's, we. I think we said not to do cuss words because some people can't use them. Yeah, oh, that's man. pretty good. All right, so if you listen, <laughs> if you listen to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media uh, at Pastors Podcast. At uh, I am Steve Austin. At Polly named Matt. At Polly named Brad. But and, I'm not on there. And at MJ Basinger uh, with the hashtag, <laughs> hashtag smell the crust. Smell the crust. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we're also slash pastors podcast, uh, Instagram, and glorious pastors. Should we do the breathalyzer real quick? Yeah, yeah we'll let's do, do it. All right. Well, Hit I, it, Mike. How long do you have to blow? Uh, just for five. <laughs> five. <laughs> There's a new hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um, for five seconds, it's going to take a minute to, to warm up. <laughs> That's what she said. It will. Same. I'm going to go first. 
I'm 41. It takes why me to did warm you not up. warm this up before? Well, I did earlier, and then it just automatically turns off after so long. Uh, now it's going fast. Okay, here we go. All right. All right. This is Michael. Do it. <laughs> Point zero three. No, you're good. Oh, you're good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. What's, what's the what's the what's Point the, oh eight. Point oh eight. Okay. Pote oil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm over it. I can tell you that right now. All right, it's gonna it's gonna give you countdown from sixty. But what? How how does this go on here? Uh, well, the square side goes on I the. I think I just fucking broke it. I did. Yep. Uh, broke what? Broke my little. There it Jesus. is. That's all right. Just work? do it. Yeah, right. it'll work. It says, make sure you put your mouth around it. I have to wait. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, it starts Ready? going fast. I heard you belch yeah. back. I'm only point two two bitches. I'm better than Michael. I was point oh eight. No, you're point oh three. You're point two two. Wait, point two two. That can't be right. That can't be right. You'd be dead. Yeah. Well, so breathalyzer not right, totally let's, accurate. Let's get you a let's get you a new mouthpiece. Maybe, maybe that, that might help. That. Let me try mine. Let me do mine. Yeah, there's no way that's we, right. We got 50 mouthpieces. We're I mean, good. I'm reasonably tipsy, but I'm not like I would be like. Well, it's supposed out. to be after so 20 minutes. Start, after do I start you blowing drink? this thing, or do I have to push something? Um, oh, I did just take a drink. Maybe yeah, that's part of the. That's problem. probably part of it. Um, what's it say on the on the screen? It says 47. It's counting down. All right, yeah, you gotta wait till it'll it go really says quick ready. though. Once it gets to like 40. Hmm. No, no. still All right. counting down. Sweet. Hmm. It'll 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 get there. Yeah, we're at thirty. Still counting down. You're gonna want to go hit that uh, skip button. Yeah, give it fifteen seconds. Hmm. Twenty one. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. You're right there, buddy. Yeah. Maybe I am point two two. Point two two. You'd be. You'd yeah. be pretty close. I think, it's good. I think you're supposed to wait like 20 minutes after your. Yeah, I drink. definitely just took a drink right before oh. I got it. Oh, well, there is that. Okay, well, so you're gonna. What's it say, Matt? Blow like a six. <laughs> uh, ten seconds. Seriously, it yeah. like went super quick. No, that's weird. I think it's got to re. Like the first time I did it, it took like 70 seconds or 80 seconds. It keeps going from 10 back up to 10. All right. Um, I think Brad probably blew out the calibration on me. <laughs> So so I blow blow happens. into it real quick just it's, to No, still saying wait. Neat. Keeps going. All right, to never 10. mind. Never We're mind. Hammered. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it keeps counting down from 10. All right. So, yeah, it's the sensor's go, it's it's got to be blown out for 5 seconds before the sensor will do it. Hmm. Do you turn it off? Yeah, I turn it back. Blow on. into it for 5 seconds with it off. Your belt. God. <laughs> All right, now turn it back on. It says it's 84 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it's counting down from 60. Now, All right, so like, screw it. it yeah, whatever. don't worry about it here. Put this back. <laughs> I'll just assume I'm not point two two, and I'm going to drive home, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, drinking and driving is not funny, kids. Brad hits four cars on the way out. <laughs> I'm definitely not point two two. No, you're not. That. That's ridiculous. 
Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, What's it doing now? It's counting down from 60 again. So. Uh, 60? Yeah. Still? All right. All Move right. on. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. Do they even know it's Christmas? Um, yeah, Feliz to- Navidad. Uh, check out our friends uh, Twisted Sisters uh, on their that Apple Mariah Carey song can get fucked too. Oh, that yeah. Christmas song. Anything that comes out of Mariah Carey's mouth can get fucked. Let's be honest. Twisted Sisters, check them out. No. Uh, yeah. Steve, uh, check out his book from Pastor to Psych Ward. Go to our Twitter dot uh, com slash Pastor Podcast for details on how to get a free copy of his book. It just keeps counting down from ten. Well, it's I think I broke it. <laughs> Brad broke the breathalyzer. Pretty sure I broke it. <laughs> Hashtag Brad broke the breathalyzer. Uh, oh man, and what? Two point two hours and thirty four minutes. Jeez, that's insane. It's still counting out from ten, man. Like, I just want to know how drunk I am. Like, how hard is that to, to register? <laughs>